sometimes I feel like um, in order to fully submit, I have to feel like he's in. Well, then you're gonna then you're gonna die alone. How about that? Wow. Let me just cut to the chase, ma'am. You can feel like what you want to, but women like you die alone. Wow, straight up. Okay, that's that's harsh. Welcome to another episode of Eloquently Saying Nothing. This is episode 281. Mm. <sighs> I am Big As you can see, I'm in a very somber mood for the moment in time. <laughs> Today is uh, the 6th of the December and it is North London Derby Day. And it seems like North London is white. <sighs> Indeed, been telling you, look. Uh, it's been white for the last four years. Been saying it. It's still red though, because you won no trump, no trophies. Talk that talk. Uh, so it's one of them situations. Isn't it? I don't know how you go, but anyway, I'm Big Wild, as I said, and this is ESN. Um, alongside me today, and only him today, <laughs> we have Simple Simon. There is an old Caribbean saying, and it says that ghosts, although ghouly, know who it is will be afraid of them. And as such, they take the opportunity only to try to scare the people that they know will be afraid of them. Gaza. That was a short excerpt from a poem by the Right Honourable DeMarco. The poem in its original rendition is uh, called Dupping Old Who for Frighten. And it sounds a little sudden like this. I am Simple Simon at Simple Simon FB on Twitter. I don't have Instagrams on Twitter. On Twitter, I don't have Instagrams. Gaza, we say forever alliance on the foundation. Who are we today? You know, Koof Kaf Quef. Boy, this is the first time there's ever been just me and Simple Simon on the podcast. You know, like that. So respect, Big Steph. Anyone could turn up though, because we never know. It's true, but it's I true. doubt it's gonna happen. But yeah. um, respect out to Big Stuff, respect yeah. out to Mr. Wolf, and respect out to uh, Web Slinger. He was actually meant to be here, but he's not here, and um, we don't know why. So uh, ban him and ban all of the rest of them that left us here. Wow. So yeah, as I said, it's North London Derby Day today, man. Arsenal lost two 0 I'm not gonna make this a football podcast, but I am in distraught. I am. I, I. You know what? I'm starting to try and I'm trying to make football not affect me the way that it does. But it does. <laughs> why? And I don't know why it affects me in this way because it's, it's nothing. It's a game of 11 people playing against another 11 people that's got nothing to do with me. I don't get paid from it. I have no understanding why I have this emotional attachment to this football team. But I do. And when they lose, it makes me feel a certain way. And I, you know what? 
I would love to see because they must have scientific, uh, um, you know, discussions about this type of affiliation and football and why people feel so close to their football teams and why do they, you know, they feel this particular way when we lose and stuff like that because it's it's mad. There should be no reason that I should be feeling this bad because my football team lost to another football team. I get it, um, but it's tribalism, isn't it? Yeah, 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 I get it. I get the tribalism. It's yeah. like I always say, always say that football is a religion. Yeah, exactly. Like people praise and worship on a Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's like you even look at it now. You, you let more people in the stadium before they even let people in church. Yeah, exactly. So it's, um, it's, it it really is a religion, and we align ourselves um on those lines. Like for me, it's two it's two sides. It's a religion, and it's also very political. Yeah. Mm. And the political side was was made like after World War and all them kind of stuff. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it started with World Cup because now we can't throw bombs at you at each other, but we're gonna we're gonna do it on the pitch. It's true. It's true. Because imagine if um, football decided the world, <laughs> people would be finished at it. Exactly. So it's it, it's another like political thing, and because of that, you know, emotion runs high all, all the time. Mm. But it's it's just way too much for me. Like I don't understand why I have this proper like. Um, like I was, I shouldn't be in this much pain because of a football game. It just doesn't no, make any sense. It, do, to me. it does. I know what you're saying. It doesn't make any sense. There seems there feels like there's a massive disconnect between you and these guys that are running up and down on the team. But I'll also go as far as to say, your feelings deepen if a player on that team is homegrown. When I say homegrown, like they came through the academy or whatever, you've seen them come yeah, up. Yeah, well. yeah, that's also. Like, but and then when they when they go on the pitch and play, you feel that. <clears throat> that extra sense of of commitment as well, because you're like, it's not just me, it's, it's him as well. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what the thing with me, like, um, like some people could say that, um, let's put it this way, it could be deep, but somebody could that that doesn't maybe don't have a father figure could yeah. see somebody like Arsene Wenger or Sir Alex Ferguson yep. as father figures, yep, and say, you look, you know what, yeah, these men have been in my li- my life more consistent than my own dad. In my life, they've been more consistent than my own father. So I I have this affiliation to this team and this man that has been in my life longer than my own father. That's sick. Um, the fact that obviously we again it's a bit like as you say with tribalism and and even religion that you pass down your football team to your child as well. Yeah. So that you don't even allow them to have their own um, identity before they're even born. You're already putting or when they even before they're born, you're already buying them uh, football kits for the team that yep. you support. Yeah. Like it's very odd to find a, a a father and son that support different teams. That support different teams. And even you may have times unless the mother supports a different team as well, and then maybe he follows his mum because that's time, I've seen that as at times. Like um, the son got my workplace actually. He supports Man United. Yeah. But his whole family's West Ham. Like his whole family's West Ham. Okay. But he supports Man United because yeah. his mum's from Manchester, I believe. Yeah. Right, or something like that. But she, so he, he supports Manchester United because at the time Manchester United were the best club, and his mum supported Manchester United, and he preferred Manchester United over West Ham. So he went against, like his dad tried to bring him West Ham in it. Yeah. But he went against and went to United. But his son now is West Ham. Okay. That one's that one's tricky. So he skipped a generation, yeah. the West Ham, and but the son is still West Ham in it. Yeah. But the, but because the, he said he wanted to raise his son like the rest of the family, family innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. even though he's now st- stepped away from that particular tribe. Yeah, like it's like almost like if you're uh, let's say that you're uh, a Yoruba person and you've married Yoruba all this time. In fact, there was a conversation that we had on ESN one time um, on the on the actual debating group, and I remember this this was caused a problem because Stav ended up having a beef over this with people, uh, right? Where he said that even though he has married a Ghanaian woman, yeah, he still wants his child. To marry a Nigerian person, yeah, 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 I remember. And that. I remember people were like, "Oh, that's disrespectful to your wife." And he's like, "Well, I'm pretty certain my wife would want my child to marry a Ghanaian as well." It's like it doesn't make make a difference what decision you've made, 
you still want your child to, to go with the tribe, innit? Yeah, yeah. You and have I, you have what you consider to be appropriate in your mind. And mm. that's, that's what, whether it goes against what you've done or not, you, you that's what you want. Exactly. So it's one of those situations, I suppose, with the football team. So, you know, you may have gone against what you believe is on brand for your family. Yeah. And you don't want your child to be that, the, the odd one out. You, you you're, you're prepared to do it yourself. Self, yeah, but you don't want them to, to, suck, to, to suffer for your sins, yeah. basically. So you give them the option. Do you, <laughs> you want to be with the family? Do you want to be with the family? <laughs> or do you want to be the outcast like I am? The, the, the thing is, I've got, in my family, this is a situation as well. One of my uncles, he's a Spurs supporter. Mm. He's got one son who supports Man United and mm. the other one supports Arsenal. Mm. Yeah. so that, But I can see, in that type of situation, they're pagans. So anyway, <laughs> no, but I get it. I get it. I get why a son might decide he doesn't want to support maybe a team like Spurs. I can understand why a son might not want to support a team like West Ham. Like, those teams that are not winning titles regularly. Yeah. If you got common sense in your brain, you think to yourself, "I want to, I want to support somebody that makes me feel good every week when they win in it." So if, maybe. So now, like, obviously, as an Arsenal supporter, yes, we won a trophy last season, and we haven't. To be honest, we haven't gone that many seasons without winning trophies, so it's maybe not that bad with us. Yeah. But if I had a child tomorrow, and my team's continuing the way that they are now, and in ten years' time they're they're playing the way they are now, would you want? It is said that we is in the first division. God forbid. Yeah. Am I gonna then tell my child that you have to support this first division team? When when big uh, Man City's out there spending all this money and, and always winning games and always giving you that high that you want, yeah. But then also there there are people that genuinely support two teams. They support their mm. local team, yeah, and then they also support a team that's in a different league, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, so I get what you're saying, but I mean, there's ways around around it. Our family's mixed up because I got another uncle who supports Chelsea. One of his sons now supports Chelsea, but used to support Arsenal. Uh, and the other um, one uh, has supported Liverpool from day. Is it Africans? Yes. See, this is Africans have no loyalty when it comes to football at the time. <laughs> That's the problem with us, isn't it? Africans treat, treat football teams like they're women. They just rotate when, it's, when, it's, when it suits them. <laughs> you rotate when it suits them. It's, it's nonsensical. It's mad. But it, it, the tribalism that comes alongside football for me is it's a, it's a madness. Like the way that you see, if you was to look at the chart in everything is just mad. It's, it's a passion. But again, if you was, let's say that you was a person that was on drugs, because yeah. football is a drug for everyone, innit? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a high, innit? Yeah, definitely. If you could take raw and uncut cocaine, yeah. for the same price that you can get the broken down cocaine that's been put down in baking powder and all this type of stuff, you're going you're gonna to buy the, the raw and uncut one, aren't you? That's true. So if you're in the same league as City and you're born and you've seen that City are flying, or Liverpool now, if you want to claim them, Liverpool a bit sketchy there though, because they only started now winning games, and you never yeah, know what's like going to happen. He was bit, he from when they no, were. I'm talking about. I'm not talking yeah. about him. I'm talking yeah. about in general now. Yeah. If you if you're a child now in your age of football, you turn six, seven, eight, yeah, those ages where football teams are making an impact on your life, yeah, yeah, and you're seeing that City's always winning, and that's the high that you want to. You don't want to go to school and and, and and be the one that won the game. You don't want to go to the school and be the one that loses all the time. True. True. Are you gonna want that high? No, I get it. I get it. I I, I totally understand why somebody would would choose uh, what we call them. We used to call them glory hunters. That's what they are, man. Yeah. Glory hunters. We, we we I would understand why someone would choose them. But is there anything wrong with hunting glory, though? <sighs> I don't know. Why Tom, would you want to be affiliated with with somebody that loses all the time? It's not. I don't know, man. I I, I kind of, I kind of um, I kind of see that the team you choose has says a lot about your character as well. Mm. Especially if you're not from, like, they're not your local team. So when I hear people that are in London, have lived in London their whole life, and they support Man United, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But it tells me something about you as far as I'm concerned. But what about if Man United just play the best... Okay, let's say that you're actually a football fan, yeah? Yeah. And Man United play the best football. Mm. Is, it, is it wrong for you to support the person that plays the best football? But here's the problem. 
and those people who are Man United supporters were supporting Man United at a time when Arsenal were playing the best football. Not necessarily though, because before Arsenal started playing good football, Man United were playing good football, innit? And they were winning consistently because they were playing decent football. Like they're not one of those teams like Chelsea where you couldn't say that they were playing the best football and winning the league. Like they're not a Marino a Chelsea team where they would win 1-0 and it would be boring. And remember, Arsenal was a team that was, they were the original Marino team. George Graham's Arsenal was the one nil team. Innit? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking specifically about the um uh, the Arsene Wenger era. Yeah, the Arsene Wenger era, that's 22 years worth of football. Yeah. I get it. So it's a big chunk of football yeah. that we know of, yeah. and especially the Premiership. But there was people that was supporting Man United before the Arsene Wenger era. I know people that were supporting Man United from when I was in primary school and Wenger weren't there then. Fair enough. And those men that were supporting them from the primary school, again, I feel a certain way about them, man, because that was a time where, um, what, what was the statistic at one point? We had had the Premier League had been going for like uh, 15 years or something and 13 of the of the trophies were yeah. Man United. Like at that point, for me, that's like, you, you've got no character. You've just gone, wow. for the, you've got the, you've gone for the people that are winning and that's it. My, my cousin did that though. Yeah. My cousin supported Newcastle. Like his dad supports Leeds. Yeah. And he's just supported Newcastle. And I'm like, but Newcastle wasn't winning at the time. Yeah, though. yeah. But they were playing the best football. I respect that though because... But he still supports Newcastle now. Yeah, I respect I respect that though because again, like Newcastle's a football in town. That they mm. care about football. Yeah, but you he, know what I mean? he's from South though. It don't, it don't matter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like there's there's certain Why nobili- Crystal Palace. There's there's a certain nobility in in the team that you support. As far as far as I'm concerned, so, I think he was looking for the glory. I thought he thought it was gonna be a, a team going forward. And he thought Alan Shearer Magic was yeah. gonna. I don't know whether or not. I know he still supports Newcastle. I don't know whether or not he regularly watches football anymore though. Fair enough. Because I think he went to girl route. I've got a, I've got a mad uncle. Well, mm. I call him mad. He's not actually mad. It's just because he supports Everton. I don't. He's the only person that I know that supports Everton. What black player was playing for Everton when he came back? Because remember, let's be honest here. A lot of lot of people were support, especially from a, a generation that came from a different country to this country. Mm. So, so supporting players, um, football teams because of the black players they had. True, true. So got, John Barnes is a good reason why a good chunk of, of black people support L- Liverpool. Liverpool for real. I hear that. I don't remember which black people was playing at Everton if there was one at all. But he's Everton. I never understood it. I never even took time out to ask him. But actually. he might just be one of those ones that everyone supports Liverpool. So he wanted to be the odd one out and support Everton. That could happen. I got another uncle who supports Leeds. That's I said, my uncle supports Leeds. I don't know how that happened. Because Leeds, at the they, big, they, they, they were, were winning. Yeah, they were bangers. At the true, time that true. they came, the Leeds were winning games, didn't it? But he stayed supporting them even when they went down. Yeah, even my uncle, he support, he's a mad Leeds supporter. Mad. He's, when they're in the premiership, he's like, oh, we need to go and watch it. Unfortunately, we can't because of obviously yeah, COVID. Yeah. But he's like, we need to go and watch the game at the Emirates, blah, blah, blah. In fact, they haven't played the Emirates yet, so maybe we can watch it. But um, yeah, he's, he's a mad Leeds supporter and he's always been a Leeds supporter mm. from day. So um, I respect those people though because they like, you can't talk to them about hardship. They know it. Yeah, win, lose, or draw, they're still there. They're still there. They're still there in and the rain. They're still there. Watch again because it's a tr- it's, it's, it's a religion. It's yeah. a religion. But it's just weird, man. Anyway, I, I, I brought it up because obviously I'm feeling sad about my day. And ain't much to talk about, but it just really ups- made me think about it. Like, why is this thing affecting my day so so much? Shout out to Courtney. I know she hates football. Um, um, why is it affecting my day so much? I just didn't understand it. It's only now I'm thinking that this must be the same feeling that people get when maybe um. I don't know. Do, do people get the same? I think uh, when I look online, there's two things where I see people get really upset about uh, when it when it comes to discussions about things that they accustomise themselves to, which is one would be their religion and one would be football. And both both of these things people can kill for. People kill for football. Yeah, which is mad to me because I, as much as I understand the way you're feeling the way about the football, I don't feel the way about the football for my team playing however they play winning or losing or drawing or whatever. Mm. 
I feel a way when I play football and I don't play up to what I think. Oh, well, I've seen that already. But yeah, but that, so it's weird for me when it's the transference for like your team. Yeah, but I can that I can understand as well because obviously if you feel like you've had a bad performance, see, I'm very um, I'm a bit different from you. Whereas I think that um, I'm more of the team thing. If I think the team has played really badly, yeah, then um, I'm I'm upset about the team playing badly. Yeah, if my team wins every game. And I've played badly. I'm still happy because my team won every game and they managed to play well. And I'm just upset that I wasn't able to be a big part of it. But I still, I'm still can go home happy that my team has managed to play good football. Does that make sense? You no, know, I get, I get that, and I have that same type of compartmentalization um, where okay, we won, but I'm not the kind of person that would be like, oh, we won, so my poor performance doesn't matter so much. I'm still like, yeah, I need to perform better. Okay, we won. Now, mm. if I played better, maybe we were if we may have won more convincingly. Do you got know I me? Mean? Like yeah, it was just yeah, so yeah. it's just them kind of things. So okay, so let's let's just expand on this just a little bit. Um, I know we're talking about football, but let's be honest, we're talking about life in general. Here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. people just say, "Oh, you're talking about football." We're talking about life, right? So let's talk about actually. You, you said it builds character. The, it shows character the yeah. football team that you support. Yeah. So what do you think about the winning mentality then? So if we're asking people, like we're asking our our children, our our best friends, our whoever, our nephews, nieces, whoever we decide to push this particular uh, notion onto mm. to support a particular team that could be seen as I don't know. Let's say that you, you are supporting a team that regularly goes down. Yeah. They never win any trophies. They haven't yeah. won a trophy for fifty years. All that type of stuff. Yeah. 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 Are you now pushing the mentality of a loser mentality to the, as much as you're saying, oh, it's a it's a character building because you're still supporting somebody that's doing badly. Are you not not giving them a losing mentality in their brain? Like it's okay to lose and still be you know all right. It's, well, still, it's still okay to support a loser. No, I see, I see, yeah, I see why you're saying that, um, and I see the I understand the mechanism you're talking about there, but I wouldn't go as far as to say that it, you're you're um, endorsing it by having them support that team. I think. Um, l- losing I don't think it gives a losing mentality I think you support a team that loses more often than not or loses at a rate that's high enough for it not to be considered one of the successful teams mm. it does have a negative psychological effect on you as a supporter I'm not gonna like pretend that it doesn't but I don't know if it's giving you the losing mentality I don't know I just feel like if you're saying that it's okay to lose which you're in, in essence, if you know that you're constantly losing, although it does, you're, you're getting upset at the fact that they're losing. So I suppose you're showing some form of, you know, um, reflection that, you know, this loss is causing a problem. Yeah. You want better, isn't it? You want better for them, but you're prepared to stay with somebody that doesn't want better. Okay. This, okay. Let's look, let's put it even this way. Yeah. Men are prepared to stay with a football team that does them more damage than it would with a woman that is doing better for them. Does that not say a man to you? So you meet a woman, the woman is perfectly fine. Does nothing to you towards you. You even like a woman, but you'll find yourself being more prepared to lose that woman by cheating on that woman than you would by necessarily thinking I might support a different football team. Like you'll never support another football team, but you quite happily cheat on your wife. Um, Does that sound mad to you? It's a yeah. It's a little bit mad. It is a little bit mad that your your uh your soul. Staunch in your in your support to your football team, you do not have the same level that you have with your wife. I think it's mad. Yeah, but then cheating on your wife isn't supporting the other woman, really. You get what I mean? It's not supporting the other woman, but you're going out of your. I know the mechanism. Yeah, you're I'm trying to say that you know you're prepared to hurt your wife more than you are to prepare to hurt your football team. 
I don't know if that. I don't know if. I don't know if. If men think that they're hurting their wife when they do that, though. You don't think that men hurt, think they're hurting their wife when they cheat? Not all of them. I never. I, how can you not think that? If okay, unless you think you're never gonna be found out. No, but it's only a, what you don't know hurts them or whatever. No, it's about intent. I think. I think. I think with infidelity, I would go as far as to say that men don't really think about it as hurting their partner. I don't think the man's are, for the most part, I don't think man's are thinking about their partner when they're doing it. Like, a lot of the time, the the the, the action is, is um justified by, like, that's, what they call it, um opportunism or whatever it is. Mm. It's that moment where you could resist the temptation and you don't. And that's what it is. Like, it comes down to, Resist temptation, yes or no? Resist temptation, yes or no? Resist. You say yes on one occasion, but you're not looking at it like, uh, you know, uh, I'm. This is gonna hurt my missus because you're not even thinking about that at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what. And that's just. I'm talking about just stepping out. I'm not talking about having an, a second an, an, affair. an affair. Affair is a completely different thing. Okay. And a, a, to me, an affair. I'm is, talking about consistent cheating. Maybe not even with the same person, but consistent. Again, cheating. if you're consistent and it's not the same person. Again, it's still the same mechanism where you're not, you're not, it's not an investment. So you don't feel like you're taking away from one to do that, if that makes sense. Okay, all right. So let me ask you a question then, yeah? I'm going to yeah. ask you a few questions actually, because there's something on, on that uh, me and my wife were discussing kind of around this topic earlier. But let's say that somebody, let's say that you was with somebody and they were cheating on you, yeah? Yeah. Which one do you think would hurt you worse? If there were somebody that was cheating with multiple people, right? Yeah, yeah. So they were constantly, maybe every time they go out, uh, um, they go out, Raven, which maybe once every two months or whatever, yeah. they will cheat. Yeah, yeah, right. So once every two months, they will cheat with a different person. Yeah, right. Or somebody that was consistently cheating with you with a, with a person. They have a a side person that they consistently cheat on you with. Again, it could even be the same. Once every two months, they meet up with this person and sleep with them. Um, whatever. But it's one person that they seem to be, as you say, invested in. What do you think would hurt you more? Or what? What? Do you, maybe not hurt you, but what do you think will? make you think more you know what would you think would, would trigger you the more out of the two it's uh it's a mad one because um the multiple people mm. um there's a safety element no, no let's just say that just to clear it all up it's all safe sex there's nothing gonna happen there's no pregnancy and and uh, all of that type of stuff and it doesn't make a difference it, it could be the same way because the other guy could be or, or um could be sleeping with multiple partners and he still sleeps with your missus every whatever true, very so you true. never really know so let's let's kind of clean that part up yeah and they say look just leave it as multiple partners yeah. or the one consistent partner that they seem to have chosen and this is who I want to have my affair with. Yeah, it's the it's the chosen the chosen bit. For me, there's more investment there. So that would upset you more? I, I, I would, yeah. I think I would feel more away about that one. See, now this is where the black and white and grey thing comes in, isn't it? Because yeah. in the end, they're cheating on you. What, what does it matter whether or not it's one person, two people, three people, four people? If the, if the thing that upsets you should be the fact that they've cheated on you. Yeah, but it's it's, again, it's like, Murder and manslaughter. Someone still died, but yeah, that's what I'm intent is the difference, isn't it? Yeah, but if they intended to sleep with multiple people because they they want, I don't know, I don't know, I I don't know which one. Would, I think I'll be more hurt if it was multiple people. I think emotional investment is um, it shouldn't be shouldn't be under um, underestimated or underappreciated. I'm not, and I but I think I'll prefer if my wife cheated on me with somebody she was more emotionally invested with. Then throw away my potential marriage with somebody that's a stranger. 
I hear what you're saying. I'd rather you be invested in that. I'd rather you come and tell me, you know what, that person made me feel this way. I like that man. He made me, you know, when we got, it was usually work people. When I was at work, he used to make me feel like I was uh, somebody that was like good. Somebody. Yeah, he, he did, like, I would prefer to hear all of that, yeah, right? Yeah. Then there's hey, you know what, I wanted to fuck out. So I went and slept with Jonathan on Tuesday. I hear that. I, I gave him that. my pum pum Tuesday and I gave uh, Adam my pum pum Friday and I gave uh, uh, to my pum pum last week Thursday for, for, and I don't, it's nothing for me. I don't think anything of them. I don't care for them but I wanted to sleep with a man so I did. For me, that is more of uh, a shot to the heart that you just, that's why my marriage for a, just for a fling than to actually have a long term affair with somebody. No, I hear that. I hear that. And Maybe I, I'm sick in thinking this way. I, I don't know but I, I it's again. It's like how you, it's how you um, weigh things up because you're what you're effectively saying here is, um, the value of our marriage is this. Yes. And if you're going to do something outside of that, that value, I need to be able to understand it. Mm. And so you're looking at that the affair as okay. There is some investment there. Yeah. And there is value. We don't have to go and say whether it's um you know like for like value, but the point here is there is some investment there. There's some equity over there. So. Mm. That makes that means more. If you're sleeping with multiple people, there's no equity there, and you're just dashing it out. And yeah, that's what you're thinking. Like yeah, you're, just, yeah. you're just dashing it out on the same on the, on the on the purpose or on the basis of our marriage. It's a bit mad. I think a lot of other people might have think the the way that you thought, yeah. or maybe which is you know I prefer if it was just multiple people than somebody they invested in, because I suppose that then reflects your character. Like they've almost chose that one particular person over you. Yeah, in a way, in some respects, yeah. But they haven't left you yet, so I don't know why they haven't left. You never know why they haven't left, but they've particularly chosen that one person over you. But sometimes, you know, what it is like. I used to think before, like, you know, how, how does the me- I've spent a lot of time thinking about the mechanism of it, mm-hmm. and in reality, what happens a lot of times is because somebody feels some way about somebody else doesn't mean that they still don't feel the way they feel about you. Mm-hmm. It's just. Maybe the things that you um, make them realize about themselves is different from what the other person makes them realize about themselves. And so in a, in a funny kind of way, I'm not saying that you're at a deficit necessarily, but it's different. Do you get what I mean? Uh, I'm not one of those people that are foolish enough to believe that you can't live, love two people at the same time. Okay, that's, a, that's interesting. I didn't know you, you felt like that. Well, I blatantly feel like you can love two people at the same okay, time. Okay, fair enough. It's the decision about... Um, whether or not you want to be with two people is different than I love two people, people at the same, same time. time. Yeah, fair like, enough. Like um, a lot of the time, uh, well, I'm not like Stav where he's like, I love, I still love all my my exes and all this type uh. of stuff. But I still think that two people can you can love two people at the same time. They, I don't have the false narrative in my brain that my wife couldn't meet somebody that she thinks is just as great as I am. Yeah, she's chosen to be with me because that's what she's making a choice to, to, to do, decision yeah. to make. Yeah, mm. but doesn't mean that there's not another man out there that even could potentially make her more happy than I, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, That can easily happen is whether or not she's going to go and search for that man yeah. is a completely different thing or whether or not she finds that man somehow, you know, she the way she works, she might somebody might come in the shop and she might meet somebody that she has a conversation with every single week and every time she leaves that conversation, she could think to herself, this man might be better than for, for me as a husband than my own husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until yeah, you yeah. live with them, you don't know though. Yeah, yeah, that's the other side of it. But but, but the vibes you're getting, she could get that that thought. And, and I wouldn't advise. And she was to actually tell me that, I don't think I'll even feel away about it. No, yeah, I hear you. I don't. Think, I don't know. I'm I'm one of those strange men that I don't feel away about certain things that most people would feel away about. Yeah. And then the things that maybe some people won't feel away about, you'll be upset. I might be upset about. Yeah, yeah, so that type of thing. She told me, you know what? I met this guy. We spoke. Blah blah blah. And um, you know, I I always think to myself that he was really somebody that I would be suited to. 
I might later on be thinking, okay, you look went far with this discussion. And I might even away ask her some questions about the man. She's like telling me I'm going to lunch with him. I'll be like, that's, oh yeah, I'll put a stop to this now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, come on now. But if she said that I had this discussion with this guy and I didn't see him to, or I didn't feel him to be somebody that's trying to push the agenda onto my mm, wife, mm. then I'll be like, you know, I can get it. I get, I get why you might feel this way. You met me when you were a certain age. You know, there's still certain people in your life. You still got bare years left until you die. Mm. To think that you're never going to meet somebody that might be suited to you the same way that I am. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. To, it's a mad thought to have. But people have it. People think that once I got married or once you've been with somebody, there will be no one else out there in the world that will suit you the same way that I do. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's kind of like a, a an ode to a possessive spirit. But where some... did this come from? Again, going back to the football team. You know, there's some football teams that you're supporting because they force you to be supported. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't mean there's not a better football team out there for you. Yeah, but then, I don't know. I hear you. And go on. No, no, I hear you in the sense that there might be a better football team out there for you. But is it though? Yeah, but the reason why I'm saying this now is that sometimes we, we think we pick our partners because we picked our partners. But sometimes you pick your partners because things have been put in your head to tell you that this is the right person for you. So I don't know. If, you, if you've been brought up in a particular home, yeah? Let's say as a Nigerian, we brought up in a Nigerian home where they say that you shouldn't you shouldn't go out with people that maybe smoke weed. You shouldn't go out with mm. um, people that are, are, are not doctors, lawyers, or have a good profession. Like, why are you going out with somebody that, um, I don't know, works at the supermarket? You should, you should be aiming for somebody that might have a bigger uh, or better employment. So my daddy, the poop poop is torn up. <laughs> but, you know, but I'm saying, you know yeah. these type of things now that are quite, uh, might be heavy, you know, you know, even stuff like, oh, you shouldn't go out with somebody that's not your your tribe. All of these type of stuff that gets ingrained into your into your head from when you're young, yeah? yeah? yeah. Especially girls as well. Obviously, they get even more than we do. Yeah. Right? And then um, you grow up. Those are the things that you think are meant to be the good things for you. So you find a partner that you think suits the criteria of what is a good partner. Yeah. Those things you believe are things that you've made up yourself, but it's a lie. Yeah. It's things that have been put into your brain from somewhere. Yeah. Right. Even if you watch television films and or, or, or television films, you know, films or television. Yeah. yeah. And these things have been put into your brain. Same way that we talk about weave and how they say that nappy hair is something that you shouldn't be proud of and mm-hmm. all this blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we say that that stuff can be put into your head. The same way that we look at the Disney, Disney princess uh, saga and all that type of stuff. I'm always saying And it. virginity and this, that and the other. I'm always saying it. And that's pushed into your head. So you find this person that sits all of these narratives that have been pushed into you. You end up with them. You think you've got the perfect partner. But they're not necessarily the perfect partner for you because you haven't really gone outside of your remit to find somebody else yeah. that might be better suited for you yeah. because you're going by the, your your textbook. Yeah. yeah. So, in a way, that's why I always say to myself, you never know whether or not this person's with you because they're with you or they're with you because you, you, you suit the narrative that they've got in their brain as a good partner. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that could potentially be it as well. I mean, for me, I think I did a lot of um, being quite selective in this kind of situation. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, I don't have a type particularly mm. and I, I spent a, a, a while kind of identifying the difference between a need and a want mm. and um, I found that the things that I want weren't necessarily good for me and they weren't things that I necessarily needed, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, of course. So it's like um, I'm drawn to uh, those exciting people that, okay. that have and I've I, I found that I'm drawn to exciting people and there's questionable foundation for a lot of them mm. yeah in the sense that like maybe they come from backgrounds that are not um not your typical if that makes sense okay family structure not typical yeah their life experience is not typical mm. so and I'm kind of like drawn to those people but unless the individual themselves has an element of self-control, yeah. those people are potentially destructive for me because I'm I'm such an easygoing person, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, it could lead to uh, a misfunction. It could make it could lead to a dysfunction in me. It could lead to a dysfunction in the two of us together because, mm. like, boundary wise, there's things that I just not gonna accept. But if you just the, because of how the boundaries are set up, you could you could realistically live with inside of those boundaries and still be a terrible person for me. Do you get what I'm saying? To yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. So once I figured that out, I started looking more to what is needed mm. rather than what is wanted. Do you get what I'm saying to you? Because mm, mm. I'll be fighting every week for the stuff. <laughs> I'll be I'll be in trouble all the time with family. I'll be in trouble with them mm-hmm. as well. And I identified that. I had to do a lot of work to so, figure that out. So you 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 took a particular path to get to where you got to, to to where I am now. Yeah, I was very cognizant of it. See, it, it didn't happen by accident. Me, I also like you. I don't really have a type. Yeah. Like I just have a uh, like the, my dots. I don't want this and yeah. I don't want that. But I don't necessarily have a type. Yeah, is she from Africa? That's where it starts. Yeah, all this type of stuff. That's like, it. But um, but again, th- there's so many different levels. Obviously, me and you are in the same kind of predicament. We're not married. To, oh, sorry, you're not married, but yeah. we've been living with our partners for a while and yeah. all that type of stuff. But you find what well, I found that what I thought I needed when I was single, what I then got. When I was in a relationship, mm-hmm. then what I then got when I was living with somebody all changed. Yeah. So I'm thinking, so I could say maybe, maybe me and my partner were better suited when maybe we was in just a relationship, not living together. Okay. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or then, and then I'm not saying this is, I'm just giving an example here for yeah, people yeah. start going. But then when you live together, you can then say to yourself, well, you know what? Maybe I'm not be- as suited to you when we live together. Than when we weren't living together, mm-hmm. because these are nuances that I didn't know you had yeah. until we lived together. So that's why I always say to people, you should always live together before First. before you do anything First. else. Like if you want to get and understand the thing about getting married and you want it to be work, so you just get married and then live together. Because regardless of how it, it should be, you should, you should stay with your marriage. I hear that, yeah. but until you live with a person, the reality you bro. don't really understand every like the things that you thought got on their nerves don't necessarily get on their nerves. Like when you're living with them, but something else might do. Yeah. Like the little things about yourself that you like, I've learned so much about my actual self that I didn't know until I started living with my well, my wife. Yeah. Like I didn't know that this type of thing is something that made me feel happy. I didn't know that this type of thing was something that made me feel annoyed. I didn't know that um I, I didn't know that I was so much of a um what's the type of word that I want to use? Not control freak, but um self self sufficient person. Yeah. Until I was living with somebody and I felt the need that I didn't really need. You to do all this. like I, I come from a household which is again a Nigerian household where my mum used to cook all the food. Yep. Like we used to do most of the housework. Yeah. But my mum used to cook all the dinners and all that type of stuff and do whatever maybe things that people might associate with wives. But most of the like the cooking uh cooking was her and all the cleaning and stuff was us, like as children. Yeah. yeah. Right? My dad used to work. That was the structure in my house. Yeah. Right. But you still have this notion in your brain that when you have a wife, you're as a husband, you come home and you have your cooked dinners on the table and all this, all this type of stereotype bullshit, yeah? Yeah. But obviously now I'm living with somebody, I don't feel that way in the slightest. Yeah. Like if I come home and there's, I'm, there's no food there, I'll just make food. Like stuff like that. I don't have this preconceived conceptions that I thought I would have had or the way that I would have behaved yeah. when it actually happened. Uh, so I always think to myself, um, you know, I always say to myself, the way that I look at myself now is that how I thought I'd ha- I'll be when I'm living with somebody, and I don't I don't know. I, for my partner, I think it must be difficult because because she's quite kind of um, traditional in certain ways, and she probably thought I was very. T- she always said to me, though, I thought it was more traditional than you where you actually are." Because there's certain things I'm just not traditional about. Like I don't feel the need for you to do all of this type of stuff. Yeah. And there's certain times when I don't when she feels like I should be doing my traditional things, and I'm like I don't feel the need that I should be doing this type of stuff. So, but I did. We both didn't know this about each other until we started living with one another. 
have okay so have you have you had any um cases of transference where it's things that um were in, maybe imposed on you in your youth mm. in your family home that you've come into the relationship in your marital home yeah and you're imposing or um you feel a way about them, but you didn't realize you felt a way about them because mm. it's come from it being so normal in your family home that now you've come here and it's not normal to maybe your your wife as well. That it's like, oh, hang on a minute, I didn't realize that this thing actually annoys me so much. Not really. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if there's been anything like that. There's been like the kind of the reverse yeah. where she's doing things that that happens in my family home that I hate in my family home. Right. Okay. That you're doing here now. Yeah. Because my, my dad was also self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. So in my house, my dad used to have loads of papers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. loads and loads of books and papers and blah blah blah. Because the job that he he had meant that he had to have all of these papers basically. Yeah. 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 Like most people have them in their office. My dad had them in the house. So my house is full of papers and he refuses to throw anything away, which makes it even twenty times worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So my wife now as a self-employed person and unfortunately she has to have papers she has nowhere as much as my dad mm. but the sight of papers yeah gets me Triggers. like why is papers there Triggers. like why do we have to have papers in this house now yeah. why do i have to see papers again I like you. i left the house of papers to come somewhere where there's no papers yeah and now you're bringing back papers to yep. my house yep. you know what i mean so those types of things trigger me but i don't know if, if there's anything that she that, I, that we did in my house that i feel like she should be doing in 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 in, in our house listen to this one so in my family home um, it's a direct transference and I only clocked it like the other day. My dad is insistent uh, when I was at home, he was insistent on no dishes in the sink. Mm, mm. And I mean, he was insistent on it. I used to get in trouble all the time. Well, you, you leave the dishes in the sink for? I'm like, I literally just put the plate down. Why didn't you wash it? And I'm like, can I go to the toilet, please? No, 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 but I get it though. Yeah. Because I had this discussion with my wife. Yeah. It was only two of you in the house. No, uh, no. From the time there was three of us in the house. Oh, from there was three of you. From, in the house. from, from the three of us. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, because yeah. when there's two people in the house, if you leave the issues, you're leaving it for everybody. You're else. leaving it for somebody else. Okay, <laughs> that's so, what I'm saying. So here's a killer now. Okay, go on. So when I was younger, I used to get annoyed. I like, you know, what's this man with the dishes? Like, he don't want dishes in in the sink in the nighttime because mm. he doesn't want to see them in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so he had this thing. The transference now is. I hate dishes in the sink now. Mm-mm. And I have heard myself in the house. I'm like, why is there always dishes in the sink? And for me, it annoys me even more because I'm washing the dishes. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not because I'm washing the dishes why I'm upset about it. I'm upset about it because I've washed the dishes maybe three or four times, gone away, come back 15 minutes later, there's dishes in the sink again. And I'm like, who are these dishes here for? Because there's only two adults in the house. Well, if you're consistently washing them... But again, so then... Is that no, no, no longer your role now that you're the dishwasher? Well, no, because my thing is this. Mm. Leave a situation equal to or better than when you found it. So if, when okay. you came to the sink and there was no dishes in the sink, leave me the same courtesy. My missus don't see it that way. So we get we get caught up on that situation. But you, 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 and but it annoys again, me. But and you I'm, are imposing... The words that you use is very accurate then. You are imposing something else that she doesn't believe onto her. Effectively, yes, but mm. again, it's transference because I didn't realize I believed it until it started it annoying me. To you. Yeah, so your dad's in your brain now. But so you properly, you, like, the, and the dishes are there, and it's in the yeah. there. <laughs> trust me, trust me. It's like it, that's exactly how it feels, and it's like I'm washing it, and I, I, again, I'm very particular about it. So I'll wash it at night time because when I come to the sink in the morning, I don't want to see dishes. Mm. So then, when I'm washing at night, and then I wake up in the morning, and then there's dishes in the sink, I'm like, 
hmm, wash them again. And I, I'm, not, I'm not just washing the dishes. I'm washing the dishes, dry them, put them away. Because there's no point in playing Jenga on a, drying, on a draining board. Yeah, yeah. That fucking annoys me. See, I swore. Um, mm. So I, um, yeah, I don't like the, the on draining board. So I'm putting that away. And also it's kind of like for me, I used to cook a lot more than I do now. Yeah. And one of the things I found when it comes to cooking is that prep is the thing that takes most of your time. If you've got stuff in the sink and then you've got to cook, you have to wash those things in the sink first. Yeah, I tend to do that. Yeah, before you start cooking. Just to give yourself room. Exactly. And then, so what happens now is because there's always dishes in the sink, even though I've been washing the dishes, I will wash dishes four or five times for the day and I go back and there's dishes in the sink again. It now makes me less likely to want to cook because I'm just like, I need to wash the dishes first before I can start the prep. Washing them dishes, it takes the energy out of me. It takes the, it takes the goal out of me to do it. Okay, so do you think that your, your missus yeah. might be saying this reverse about you with regards to cooking? With what? No, because- I'm always cooking. I'm always cooking. I'm always cooking. I thought that. Well, I, 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 you're always washing. You're always washing. You're always washing. I thought that. But then my missus cooks regardless and I'm saying to her there's times where I'm saying to her I don't want anything you don't need to cook no no but just in case I'm like you don't need to cook but she's insistent on it because that's the traditional thing that she has where it's kind of like the the woman cooked in the household so like she cooks and she does it as a thing where it's kind of like uh, her contribution and part of her value if that makes sense Um, okay this is going to sound weird but it won't won't sound weird to you but do you ever feel like that's partially because she never wants you to be able to go outside and tell people that my husband didn't cook for me I mean my wife didn't cook for her of course it's it's your about business it's your about woman business (laughs) the embarrassment on the roads like even that I don't I don't understand the the obsession with the in fact as a man we we do obsess about embarrassment as well if a woman's embarrassing you in fact that is going to lead on to the thing I'm going to talk about in a minute but um I don't understand. Like, who does it matter? Like, as long as you eat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get. I don't get why people people thinking that your wife doesn't cook as much as they suggest they should cook. It should be a big deal if you don't have that problem with it. Yeah. If I, I, that's my and that's my contention. If I don't have a problem with it, how comes it's such a big issue to you? I've never one day turned around and said, "Oh, there ain't no food in the house. Oh, mm. I'm hungry and there's no food to eat." I've never done that. And even in the times where I've said to her, look, just take a break because you're you're going too fast at the moment. You've done too much now. Like, allow it. If I'm hungry, I'll cook something. If mm. the little one wants something, I'll cook something too. Two of us will eat. There'll be some for you as well. It's not it's not a thing where I don't think you should be uh, your your legs should be cuffed to the to the cooker and this is your remit and this is where you should stay. Do you this, get what I mean? This is your place. This, yeah, exactly. I don't I don't feel like that at all. But my missus is like, yeah, this is one of the things that she wants to do. So okay. I just leave her to it because. I can now upset her by, you know what I'm saying to you, saying to, um, convincing her not to do it. I can yeah, upset her. So yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. let me just leave her in a happy space. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go into something. I don't know if you know who Major Hype is. Yes. All right. So trigger trigger warning to anyone on this, on this pod because we're going to talk about DV again. But not, I'm trying not to get too heavy into it, but there's a particular part of it I want to discuss. Yeah. So Major Hype is now in the news um, on online or whatever because his ex-wife, I believe she's ex-wife, has now um, basically said that he beat her, right? Mm. Um, he, she's released pictures of, or somebody has released pictures of her where she has been beaten up. Um, apparently he chased her in a car, ran into her. He's beaten her numerous times. He's beaten her basically throughout the, the, their marriage. Okay, had, okay, right? yeah. So um, in response to this, Major Hype has now then gone online, mm. went on IG Live and had an hour and a half IG Live where he was just basically exposing things about this woman. Um, he was saying stuff like, uh, you know, she's a whole... 
Um, she had so much dick pics in her phone, showing everyone on the on the IG with the dick pics that she had on the phone. Um, she was fucking next man while she was my my language. She was sleeping with next man while she was with him. Mm-hmm. Um, she was cheating, blah blah blah. He was also cheating. Apparently, they was both cheating. Yeah, and yada yada yada. You know. So, you know, she done all this stuff to me. He then said that he was molested and she used to take the piss out of him saying that he, he's a batty boy and all of this type of stuff yeah. and blah, 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 because he was molested by a man and all of this extra, extra whatever that she he was saying. He never once then said he actually beat her. Yeah. But he was almost giving excuses as to why he beat her. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. a way, like, he was like, oh, she did all of this to me. Blah, 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 blah. She even, even released a sex tape of the woman. Or, 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 or he's saying he didn't, but he did. Broken people. Yeah, so... All of this was happening. So um, me and my wife was discussing it today because she, she used to like Major Hype. She used yeah. to watch his... his, his, his skits his, his and stuff. Yeah. So she's very, you know, she's upset. And she's obviously a, a woman that does not like Levy. Mm. So she's like, what's this, man? I was just, she's really upset about this situation. And she obviously she's seen the images and she's like, what kind of man is this? You never know which type of person you're following, all this type of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the thing that came to the point is when they started talking about the fact that she was cheating. right? So I had to ask her, like... I was talking to her and I was thinking, why is it that people feel like because somebody's cheating, that is a just because apparently people on men online are like, you see how she like when he did his his life, it's men and I think maybe women as well. So let me not just put this on men that were saying, you see all the things she's done now, like, like as a justification as for the beating. Yeah. So I'm like in my head, but if somebody cheated, is that is that a justification to beat them? So. This one, <clears throat> that's not the question I'm going to ask, but keep going on that anyway. Yeah, so this one, that kind of like thought process is interesting because um, it's for me, it's about possession. Possession or, and this idea of being possessive, like this other person belongs to you now, they're part of your property, has a lot to do with what people are prepared to justify mm. as, as excu- excuses being a justifiable behavior. But our cultures have that possession in it. Mm. which is mad do you get what I mean and yeah, it's, yeah. it's so you can understand like the same thing we're talking about where you know you're coming from the foundation yeah, where it's yeah. been imp- imp- imprinted into yeah, you yeah. so you can understand um, from one side this uh, idea of possession mm. and then you have the control mechanism that a lot of individuals fall into where they don't realise that they've mm. fallen into it yeah, yeah, yeah. so they then have this idea that this woman belongs to me and is a possession and then they have this control mechanism and then they the, the control mechanism is about controlling your property and not yourself. And so therefore you have explosive reactions to things that don't really require explosive reactions. Mm. If you are with somebody, wife or no wife, and they choose to sleep with somebody else, and that's the important thing, they chose to sleep with somebody else. It's mm. not blackmail. It's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. any other situation. They chose to sleep with somebody else. It's their body. They can do with their body as they please. Mm-hmm. Do you get you know what I'm saying to you? Yeah. I'm not saying you can't be upset about it. No, no, no one's ever going to take away the upset. Yeah. But, but I just don't understand the reason that you have to go and beat them. Yeah, what, I don't, what does it achieve? But, but this is the thing now. So I was thinking to my, uh, I was saying this to my wife and I said, so I wonder what would happen if men, right? If, if the roles were reversed, yeah? Mm. And women were actually phys- more physical than men, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, in the majority of cases, women could beat up men. Yeah. Do you think that the levels of cheating, because men cheat, Way, way, way more often probably than women do, right? I'm not saying women don't cheat. Yeah, I don't know. I but I'm seeing that I'm thinking that men cheat a lot more than women. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they do. I think they cheat a lot more. I think they're more more likely to have one nighters than women are. Me, yeah, I don't know. I, I but... think so. I, I, if you if you want to say you don't know, I get you. But I'm saying I think in general, yeah, especially in the in our communities, 
Yeah. I think that men are more likely to cheat than women. Yeah, but here's the thing. Who are these men sleeping with? Other women, but that don't mean that they're cheating though. Those other women could be single and free to do what they want. They could be. To do what they want to do. They could be. <laughs> just living their life. So I think that in that case, it could just be that. So I'm going to go by, I'm going to go, all right, so you have your notion, but I'm going to go with my notion in that all discussion. Right, yeah, just for this discussion sake. Do you think that if women could beat up men, yeah, they would have the same, men would be as, as vim with their cheating as, as they are with, at this moment in time? Do you think that women will be as physical to men as if, if it was the other way around? If they thought that they could actually win the fight and beat you up, if they found out that you was cheating, do you think they would do it? I fi- <clears throat> I do feel like they would because <clears throat> what we have to take into account here is this mechanism mm. is, again, like I said, it's possession and control. Okay. So I will go as even as far as to say in um, LGBTQ um, relationships, they yeah. have DV there as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. So you're talking same sex. Um, a lot as well, you know. Yeah, women, same sex men in those relationships where the dynamic may not necessarily be as skewed. So physicality wise, I'm talking about them. The dynamic may not be as skewed, but they still have one person beating up on the other. So it's it's the control and the and the um uh was it possession that will make this happen anyway. So it doesn't matter which which way around it. You bring up a wicked point because it might actually that might actually be where I might get the statistics from. Because from what I, I, I let me not talk like I know. Yeah. But from what I've I've looked around and seen in certain aspects. Yeah. I think the domestic violence in uh gay relationships there is more domestic violence on women on women yeah than it is potentially on men on men yeah but that might just be because they may not might not report it i don't know mm. but i know i know for certain there is a lot of domestic violence between women and women mm-hmm. even if it's between, like they're fighting each other or whatever yeah yeah it's an even playing field yeah it's still domestic violence yeah so uh, it would be interesting to see the statistics to see whether or not men are going out there beating up other men that they're with in relationships yeah. the same way that they're beating up women because I would like to see if it's, is it inherent in men is it just something that we have in us that we have to beat the person that's in front of us like but I don't know if it is inherent because you've just said women and women have the same violence in their things so it's not inherent in men because it's just human, human it, responsibility I'm telling you it's the control and possession once you feel like something belongs to you I don't know how we got here where we feel this way because you put on a ring and that ring's meant to they actually say that you're the property of somebody else yeah. we, we, every, when we approach relationships in marriage you approach it as property. You have bought this person, basically. You pay dowry, yeah. they're mine. I possess you now. Exactly. So it is a possession. It, it, in a way that, even if you don't want to look at it that way, if you don't want to be uh, as blunt as it is, if you're doing these types of, of traditional uh, transactions, yeah. I own you now. Yeah, exactly. And that, that mechanism there, on its own, leads to the control thing on the other side. Because I don't think, I don't think uh, people look look beyond this idea of, I own you now. They don't look at it as I own and I'm responsible for your well-being and your upkeep. Mm. They look at it as I own you. Your respons- your um your upkeep and your well-being is part of this ownership, but yeah. the point is I own you. So they make the owning more of a point than what it actually means. But which, okay. Which so, is you're looking after the welfare of that person. Okay, so let's say that we look at the, the terminology and how we talk about it then, yeah? Yeah. By the way, this is how me and Simple talk about things, by the way. So, 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 sorry if the two hours is not for you, but this is how we talk. <laughs> All right, so let's say that we look at the the the, the, the actual wording that we use, right? Yeah. So I say my wife. Yeah. You say you're, you're a woman, yeah? Yeah. You're saying that as ownership. Even in that, even in that particular way that you describe that person, I don't know how else you would describe them. I'm not saying there is any way easier, mm-hmm. but... Even when we say when I say my wife, I'm saying that's mine. 
when I say my woman, I mean this is the woman that I've chosen and I'm I'm with. Mm. But if you look at the, the actual dynamics of the word itself, you're 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 saying this is my no, yeah, mine. It's, it's it, mine. It, it is a it's mine. It is a possessive mechanism in language. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it, that's always always going to be pushed into your brain, isn't it? Even if you don't want to push it into your brain, it's always going to be there. It's mine. It's mine. That's my suite. That's my car. That's my wife. Yeah, everything that you take ownership of, you take it's mine. Yeah. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Yeah. But I don't. When I'm saying it, um, and I'm using the term loosely as well. When I'm saying it, I'm not saying it from a point of possession. I get you. Yeah, I'm saying it as a point of... Of reference almost. Yeah, because I say my child as well, or okay. our child, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you say our child? I do say our child, yeah. See, so that, that, that shows a possession between the two of you. It's a shared position. And I it's intellectual property, though. We it made is. We made it, innit? But I kind of like it when people say our wife. Yeah. I, I do... I say our wife to uh you lot's wives yeah because yeah. as far as i'm concerned is she's part of the family the family that, well, own, we are yeah, yeah. like yeah. if you want to put any ownership on it you're now a part of the family yeah. so the family own you yeah, everyone yeah. doesn't own you own you but yeah, yeah. you're part of the family yeah. you're ours yeah. in it you're our wife yeah. you're our husband yeah you're our father our this our that blah yeah. blah blah we are in heaven and all that blah, yeah, yeah. right but so i kind of like it when people use that terminology because it makes it more of a family thing so it puts responsibility on the family yeah. to look after the, the 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 wife that's coming into the actual family rather than the husband yeah of so course. when you marry and you're marrying to our family yeah, you're yeah. not marrying to this man you're marrying to our family, family so yeah. this i'm basically so basically when i said it earlier was you know you're buying somebody you're not actually what you're actually doing is um you're taking this person from wherever family they are and incorporating them into your, your family. family. Yeah. So that means that that ownership, if you want to call it any ownership, now belongs to the whole family. Yeah. So it's the responsibility of the whole family to look after you. So if the husband is treating you wrong, it is the responsibility of, of the, the father yes. to then go and tell this person, you're treating this wife wrong. She's our family. Would you treat your sister this way? Would you 100%. treat your brother this way? No. 100%. She's part of our family. You may have sex and that might be different, the only thing different from the rest of us, yeah. but you still treat, should treat at the same level that you treat your brothers and sisters. 100%. So I don't know. So it's, it's the terminology and the wording I suppose come through, but I just found it really odd. I just found to myself, if, if this was the other way around, like would men, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, maybe I should understand it, but I don't get it. If somebody is showing you openly, and maybe we could have gone through it before in the past and now why I understand it coming out of it. If somebody's showing you in a way and they, uh, openly that they do not want to be with you, with like things like consistent cheating and whatnot, why are you getting to the point where you're hitting them? Why don't you just leave? I'm talking more on his side, not her. Yeah. Like obviously, again, I'm not getting into the DV bit where women don't leave when they're yeah, getting hit. I'm yeah. not getting into that. Yeah. But as the person that your 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 whole defense is, ah, oh, she was cheating on me. Blah, blah. So what? Why didn't you take the power and go to leave? Why are you taking your power to then exert your your energy into beating this person? Why are you doing that? Because <clears throat> if 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 he leaves, he is now um, contradicting the possession method okay yeah so remember this woman belongs to him yeah as far mm-hmm. as he's concerned okay he hasn't looked at it from the point of view that we've looked at it where this is our wife mm-hmm. he's looked at it uh, this is my property now yeah. yeah if his property is telling him that he that it, that it that it, she doesn't want him or there are others out there that she are she's more attracted to or they're more enticing than he is yeah in order for him to then step away from that situation he has to now accept defeat but is it the feet though? See, I'll, I'll look at it. Is this I'll look at it as empowered. I am empowered because you're mine to let you go. Potential. I don't. I don't. I don't. I do not need to be forced to be with you because you're part of you're my property. I can get let you go if I want to sell my car tomorrow because my car's acting up. I'll sell it. But here's the thing: 
You're taking. So, just before sorry, you go, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I'm not saying that we sell women here. I'm just. <laughs> I don't use it as a as an example. I, I'm just tying everything up from what we were talking about in the past. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but, but you're looking at it from taking the high road and the bigger person view. It's not even a bigger person situation. To it's for you, my it's own. Not. It's my own well being. Yeah, but to you, it's not. From his point of view, all he's seeing is that this wife that he has introduced to the world and said is a representation of his family mm. or of his tribe or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Is out here taking tribal medicine from other <laughs> from other tribe yeah tribes, and then he's now going to turn around and say, "Okay, I don't want to be with you no more." He's going to have to, in his mind, he's going to have to either make up a whole bunch of lies as to why they've broken up because yeah. he can't really go out there and say, "Well, you oh, know." Okay, well, why not? That's acceptable. Yeah, that, but like, it, it might the truth be is acceptable. But he's not. He's not going to say it like, "Oh yeah, you know, she, she." It's again ego. Mm. If he says that she was cheating on me a lot, it then brings into question somebody, especially because he's in come some kind of limelight. It brings into question what is it about you that, uh, in his mind, mm. what is it about you that's made her now found somebody else more sexually attractive? Is your dick small? Is your but, and you know that this person is a broken person because you've talked about him being abused in the past or what have yeah, you. So yeah. he's gonna have certain insecurities and all them kind of mad things already. Yeah. So then you now want him to get into the realization that somebody uh, has identified other people that they find to be more whatever, so much so that she, they, she's gone and had relations with them in a sexual way. You don't know how he feels about sex. He might feel like his sex is the thing. And this woman has now shown him that his sex is not the thing. It's defeat all over. Mm. It, it's just completely defeat all over. Well, he's, he, he feels like a loser. So he's, not, he's never going to come out and, and say to the world that he's a loser. I don't know. This is another scandal ahead regarding this situation. All of this is uh, bits and bobs I've been picking up from this conversation. Now, apparently, they must have went to a strip club at one point. Okay. And he tried to, he wanted to bang the stripper. Mm. And she didn't want to bang him, but mm. she wanted to do something with the woman. Yeah. So apparently, he beat the stripper and then beat her later when she got home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy, uh, from, what, from what you're saying, the reports that you're saying here, he's a broken person. Yeah, but my situation in, in this, in this uh, what you were just talking about now is like this, isn't it? If she cheated on me, right, and I'm trying to keep this said possession um, quiet, what she's done, yeah? Yeah. Eventually, people are going to find out because look what happened now. Eventually, they found out. Yeah. So what makes you look more stupid now? The fact that you've consistently stayed with this cheater or what would have made you look better if you just found out the woman they cheat and you just left her? I, you're, again, you're thinking rationally. This, 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 what you're saying is 100% right, mm. but you're thinking rationally. And I, I don't feel like, for for you to think that you can lick somebody down because they've given their body to somebody else, they've chosen to give their body to somebody else, you, you're already, your rationale is already broken. You're already thinking in the terms of how parents think with children. Like, yeah, we, yeah. We, we must beat the child. We must beat this bad behaviour out of the child. Mm. So you're thinking you must beat this bad behaviour out of the missus. Or it's just anger. Or, anger or, issues. or it's just anger. But I don't know, when it's, con when it's, when it's constantly like that, you're acting out, your inner rage and you're taking it out on a person. You need a hobby. I just think it's so weird. It's like, mad. I don't. I don't have this type of notion in my brain. And I think I've been quite logical about cheating all my life. Maybe mm. so that that's helped. So obviously, you know, I don't know if anybody's heard, but in the past, I have had partners cheat on me. I've had one partner cheat on me, and I took them back because, as far as I'm concerned, it was logical. In my head, it was the most logical thing. I still like the person. They came and they and I didn't know about it. They came and they explained it to me what happened. Um. They told me without me having to, without me having to find out, yeah. and that was more important to me than the cheating itself. Hundred percent. Shout out, Foles, because I know he said that no that RNAs, as he likes to call them, would never would never admit this, but I'm admitting it. 
no, no, no. But, um, so, so 100%, I'm with you on that one. So, you know what I mean? So, I have a logical understanding of cheating. Would I ever do it again? No. I would never take somebody back if they cheated on me. Not because of the fact that um, it's not maybe a logical situation. I just know that the after effects of cheating makes things a lot different in your relationship. And maybe you can deal with it. Because in that situation, I thought I could deal with it. And mm. I did. Mm. I think I dealt with it quite well. But the person couldn't deal with it. Yeah. And I think inherently there was there must have been a reason why she was cheating anyway. Yeah. And that reason didn't leave, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She couldn't understand why she did what she did. And she couldn't understand why I'd taken her back. And she was almost she was a very paranoid person. Yeah. And she was always waiting for me to do something back. Yeah. That, always. I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm telling her like, I'm not gonna do something. What's the point of me doing I, I wanna take you back? I haven't got the time for all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. I'm very um I'm very lazy in my, in my situation. I don't have the time for, I don't want to have to think about anything when it comes to relationships in that way. Like, no, true. So I don't think, especially if my, if my wife now, cause I think she would be very similar to that. will be thinking that I'm going to do something back to her or blah. I don't think I have the time for it anymore. So if it was a case that you cheated, I would think that you wanted something else. You had what you had something else. You made the decision to end this relationship because I'll be very clear about if you cheat. Yeah. And so you've made that decision. We, we all live with the decision in it. But again, maybe because I have the notion in my brain that you, there's not only one person in the world that you can fall in love with and you can only be happy with one person in the world. Maybe that's why it's easier for me to say that. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I think people that have this notion that- That, the, that this that, is the one person for yeah, me and that's and it. The, and that whatever happens, this is the person that's going to love forever. That's one strong thing that maybe I had in the past. Um, and that, that left a long time ago in my body where I felt like- you know, this person will never do me wrong and all of this type of stuff left with a, a couple of um, bits and bobs that happened in my life. So I don't have that in my head right anymore. The same way that stuff's always like, I would never do this. I will never do that. Yeah. I always think to myself, God, I'd never have that thought pattern because I know anyone can do anything. Anything at any time. And, and I keep that in my brain at all, all times. times yeah, right? I 100%. might not deal with you in that way, yeah. but I, I have that in my brain at all times. So if somebody comes to tell me that this has happened, although I won't go out of my, um, I won't go straight away and just agree, agree that you've done it, I'd always, you know, look at the evidence and get an understanding of what may What's have happened. On, yeah. But if somebody said you've done something, I'm not going to go out of my brain and say you could never We've have done, done that. that. Yeah, because we know it can happen. Exactly. Right. So it is what it is. It's, it's funny you should say that about like an ex cheating on you because obviously you know I had an ex cheat on mm. me. And there were two things that sport it. Um, she didn't come and tell me out of her own mouth. I had to yank the information out of her. Mm, mm. So that for me kind of uh, put a taint on it. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I might have been able to see over it if she had come and said and something. Spoke to you about yeah, it. especially as I'm um, on number of occasions I said to her in conversation, "Listen, this is a safe space right now. Yeah, if any of us have done any dirt, and I'm talking any dirt, like sleeping with other people, or any dirt, this time that we're talking now, mm. we can say it with the confidence that the other person is not going to pop off. Do you get what I'm saying to you? Mm. And we can have mm. a conversation about. It. And I did that quite a few times with her just to give her the opportunity to talk out the talk. Mm. Cause I had my suspicions, but again, I'm not the type of person who's going to accuse you of something just based on my suspicions. Mm -mm. So she took those opportunities to not say something. Look, yeah, exactly. Look, look me in my face and not say a something. Lie. So that's what burnt more than anything. Yeah. Okay. The cheating was bad, but the cheating wasn't, I, I don't think I would have, if she had come clean with it and I didn't have to yank it out of her, I don't know if I would have had the same feelings that I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of it was, Obviously, you know, she was flim flamming. So it was like, mm. but it's hangers. So the other thing that upset me is that there was no threesome life for me <laughs> going forward, which upset me a little bit. So yeah, well, that's, that's, again, again, that's somebody taking, taking your food, innit? 
Yeah, it's ego, it's ego. But um, I, I want you to share. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely understand that. But even like, again, this links to something else that I've been seeing in the public. I don't know if you know who uh, Lara Pippin is. Lara Pippin. Scotty Pippin's wife. S- wife, okay, yeah. Right, so do you, do you know about the Scotty Pippin, I mean, Lara Pippin future business? No. All right, so at one point, it just looked like future and Lara Pippin were just dealing with each other. Hey. While she was still married to Scotty Pippin, like openly. Sensational. <laughs> And then basically they said that when he was finished, he just dashed it back to, to, to Scotty Pippin. Oh, this man. So uh, uh, and that is what is being said in, on, the, on the streets. He belongs to the streets. We, <laughs> so that's, what he's, that's what's being said. We, we can't celebrate toxic masculinity. We don't. But there's something we, about we, it. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't. But apparently that's what happened, yeah? Uh. And then now apparently they've seen her with another uh, person. Okay. And she was with them a couple of weeks ago or so something. It's one of those ones that she, she not your girl, she everybody's friend. It seems that way, mm. but... Everybody's always questioning why Scotty Pippen accepts this. Yeah. So I don't know the relationship between Scotty Pippen and Lara Pippen. Yeah. But she, for some reason, be so brazen to be. Well, it looks like being quite brazen to be going outside of their marriage and doing mm. whatever they're doing mm. and coming back to their husband. Mm. Again, you need to ask the question of ego. Who's does this man have an ego? Is is it something that doesn't bother him? Mm. Is it a case that he's doing his thing, she's doing hers? But I never hear anything about him like ever. Yeah. Maybe he's got something wrong with him. Yeah, that we don't know about potentially, and she's and the whole reason why he's happy for her to do that is because she's covering it up. Man, six seven, probably six eleven, whatever. Maybe his dick don't work. You know that type of man that's been a basketball player. Does he want the world to know that his his dick don't work no more? I don't know. There's the other side. How long have they been married? Quite a long time. You, you might not let me like her no more. Like there comes a point where, and I think people don't appreciate the the compartmentalism that can happen here. Yeah, or maybe maybe as a man we think quite differently about this. Like I would, I would hasten a guess. We don't have any um, women on on the show today, but I would hasten a guess that a woman would say, if she's not feeling you sexually anymore, then that's a write off for her. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a, there's a space where you can be in a relationship with somebody, and sex doesn't do it for you with that person as it used to for for sure because mm-hmm. you've been doing it so long. And mm. you've done all of the, let's spice it up a bit. You've, there's no more spice left. Do you get what I'm <laughs> the saying? The seasoning to you? is done. The blood. whole seasoning rack Just has white been rice. Used. Yeah, you've been, you started doing, you got to the point where you started doing stupid shit. You're putting Abenaki on the penis uh, before you enter why it. Why would you do this? Because now you've run out of spice. You're trying, you're looking for excitement now. So there comes a point where this is not happening no more between the two of you. And the longer you're together in an intense uh, romantic relationship, mm. the, the the higher the likelihood that this thing will happen. Oh. So he could be, at, they could be at a stage where it's like, like she's like, you know. Okay, so let's let's go off that notion then, yeah? I need to get my back batted. <laughs> let's go off that notion. Do you feel, okay, let's say that we was your partner and that person that you're sleeping with basically doesn't like having sex with you anymore. Mm. Right? So, she, they do it because they think it's their responsibility. Let's say, again, we're going back to, again, the African woman. It's my responsibility to have Dutiful sex with sex. my man. Yeah? Jesus. Right, so, Excuse let's me. say that this happens, yeah? Yeah. What, do you, what, what, what would you feel about in regards to that? Because I would almost feel like I'm um, not molest, not, um, what's the correct word? I don't want to say molested because that's not the right word. You're imposing yourself. Yeah, onto my, onto my woman because yeah. she doesn't actually want to have sex with me. She's just doing it out of a duty. I, I don't know that. I still don't know. So it's not something I can say that is intentionally doing. I've given that dutiful penis in the in the past. Yeah, of course. It happens all the time. Yeah. But um, I'm not, I'm pretty certain there's bare men out there that are sleeping with their wife because they think they should do it, right? Yeah. Or girlfriend or whoever. But um, how do you, how does one 
go like how do you how i don't understand i don't know how somebody can go on their day-to-day knowing that they don't care for that person in that way and constantly sleep with them i don't know how that does what that does to your psyche like i'm i don't want to sleep with you but i'm doing it because i feel like i have to doesn't that sound like doesn't that sound like rape to you in a, in a strange way well yeah if if yeah it's not rape. Obviously, it's no, not. I know what you're but saying. But I'm saying when you say the, when I say it that way, the concept, the mechanism. I'm trying to think of the correct terminology, like yeah. sexual assault, no, yeah. rape, no, yeah. uh, uh, molestation, no. What, what, what is it? It's, Something, in, it's imposing yourself. But you're not though. <laughs> yeah, no, but because the get, person is now you're you're saying oh, I want to have sex with you. The person's not re- refusing the sex. Yeah, they're but just, they're just they're not in their heart. They don't want to actually have sex. How yeah. does this work? It's very functional, isn't it? It's like a man busts a nut and then they go and wash the dishes. It's just, it's just <laughs> yeah, but then how does it work? For me, it's like this now. If I was getting to that point now where I'm with my partner and I don't want to have sex with them at all, ever, yeah. I don't think I could be like, I don't think I could just be openly not sending them that. I would have to tell them I don't want to have sex with you anymore. Like, I would, if it was a case like I don't want to have sex one night, that's fine. I can say, yeah, no, I don't want to have sex this night. I might still do it. Yeah. But I could say to them, I don't want to have sex with you this night. Yeah. If you get to a point where I never want to have sex with you again, yeah, that's that's deep. That's deep. You gotta have that conversation. I don't know why you wouldn't have the conversation. Because well, some people feel like it's, your, it's part of marriage. We should have sex. Yeah, it's true. I don't really want to have sex with you no more, but I don't want to cheat either. Yeah. So I'm just gonna have sex. It's part of the contract. So but then, then I don't know. I don't. It's like it's a mad. All of these situations to me are all mad. Yeah, but then when you get there, then you get potentially. I don't know the full ins and outs of the Pippin situation, but potentially that's what it might look like. It might look like one of them feels like it was dutiful, and they got to the point where it's like, yo, listen. I don't feel differently about you, but you see the sex. I don't really want to do it no more. Mm. What is it about it that you want to do? It's not even that it's bad. It's just, I know what's going to happen next. It's like watching reruns of Friends. Yeah. And it's like, as much as you love Friends, because it's deep down, it's one of your shows you really love. There comes a point. Yeah, there's a, there comes a point where you're spitting the dialogue mm. as it's happening. And it's like, there are no more surprises. Yeah, you can only see people drink coffee as much as them man do all the time. Yeah. Okay, all right. So let's say that is, let's say that you got to that point, yeah? Yeah. Where, you know, one that you don't want to have sex, but everything else about the relationship is fine. Yeah. Do you think that you could be in that situation where you say, you know what, we don't have sex with each other anymore, but we live together because we enjoy living with one another. Yeah. We both enjoy plants. Yeah. We both enjoy the same television. We both enjoy the same dinners. We both enjoy going out with each other. We both enjoy every single thing, but we don't enjoy sex with one another. Yeah. Do you think that if you would make that commitment, to that person, yeah, you can continue in that relationship without the sex, without the sex. So you've made a commitment, you and, said, we're, and we're not getting sex anywhere else. This is the thing now. Okay, let's use both examples. Do you think you could be in a relationship where you're not having sex with anyone else? You made that agreement that as much as you don't want to have sex with one another, and you may want to have sex outside, you've made an agreement that you don't want to make the other person feel bad or rock the boat by having sex with somebody else outside. And then obviously, then you have the other notion where. You don't want to have sex with each other and you're both happy to then go and have sex outside. Do you think you can do either one of the two? Um, only one of the two. Uh, and what does is, what is Mr. Wolf say? Man needs to... Man needs to burst. He needs to burst. Um, there's only, like, don't get me wrong, I could probably last um, fairly good periods of time. Mm. But I'm going to need to not eventually. Mm. And There's masturbation. Yeah, but again, that's like watching Friends. You know what's going to yeah, happen next. You, you control it as well. Yeah, it's a bit mad. So Sky Plus and all that. You know what like I'm saying to you? So I'm feeling like the second option, I feel like I could be able to deal with it. But again, I don't know about the reality of that. There might be, you know what I'm saying? You might 
hold your position of discretion where you're mm. like, okay, you're beating outside. Your wife knows you're beating outside. Mm. She's also beating outside. So when you come back together, you're not being gleeful about it. Yeah, yeah, you I'm don't know. She might come in with a smile on her face. That's what I'm saying. What are you smiling for? Ah, oh, I just went to the, to the supermarket. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, exactly. Which food you get? Exactly. I don't know what the reality of that is like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying to you. Because then you start questioning everything. You listen to her. Her whole mood changes, and suddenly she's gone from being not upset, just mundane that she's on a day to day, to suddenly being the most perky person that you've ever seen. Suddenly she's happy all the time. What the only thing that I would have as um, comforting for me in that situation mm. is if that perkiness was the same as it was at some point in our relationship when we were having sex if oh. that perkiness is the same then I know I will know that that is directly related to that feeling that you get do you know what I'm saying to yeah. you and I'm going to be less upset about it so you won't feel a way that you, you can't provide that feeling anymore I would I'm not going to say that oh, I wouldn't I would, a feeling. <laughs> I would be like okay so like I don't have the ability to do that magic spark thing anymore. But at least I understand and I can identify it. If it was the other way around, where at no point in the relationship have I seen this spark mm. now, and she's coming to give me this spark now because she's going and getting a condo from somewhere else, yeah. then that would be something that I would then in- internally be like, God damn, foul this here. What's mm. happened here? Do you get what I mean? I don't think I could do it. Yeah, that would pain. It would pain. I'm not gonna lie to you. It I don't feel I'm 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 old enough and big enough myself to I'm know. I'm a human being. It would pain. I couldn't do it. So I would I would quite happily say if you wanna go and do what you're doing, do what you're doing. But this this got to end now. <laughs> I don't feel I could come back home and you just be there knowing that next man has piped you down and I'm just been there watching his friends or whatever I'll be doing in my house, not knowing because again, what if one of you can get the dick of vagina and the other one can't? That it is what it is. You know what I mean? All of that type of situation now where you're you're out there dick in hand trying to find a woman. <laughs> and she just and, and every time she walks, every man's trying to approach her anyway so she can get what she wants. I hear you. I hear you. She's doing what she's doing. That again is gonna make you full away. So that's adding extras to you that you can't even get the thing that they're getting. I don't I don't feel I can do it. I don't think I could potentially get involved in all of that situation again. But it's saying that um as I said, I'm, I'm I'm quite adult about these things. So I'll just say to her, if that's what you want, then you go and do that. But uh, this needs to end. Speaking on the same dynamic, though, mm. um, kind of interaction between men and women. You see that video um, that's gone around this week. Uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's got like a... Oh, the one that I put in the group? Yeah, a show where the people them call in and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of drill. I don't know his name or anything like that. I don't know it either. Uh, do you want to play it? No. Well... Yeah, play it. <laughs> I think you should play it because at least then it gives some people some understanding of what you want to discuss hang on one second let me see if I can even find the damn thing because there's that as well uh, where is it is it here or is it here it should be in the group chat one of these two is on one of these two did you send the actual video did I you send a the, link I sent a, a link to the video I think okay let me see if I find it one second I think because it's going to be some scrolly 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 business it would have been two days ago is it two days ago yeah, one second. Uh, Bear with us, people. We're just looking for a video. We're doing this technology in G. Mr. Wolf will be proud of us. Play, right playing videos on the, on, the, on the podcast. I'm not going to... How long is this? Like two minutes long or you something? You don't have to play all of it. I don't want to play all of it. Hang on one second. Where is this thing? There's, right a, there's been a lot of football and boxing chat in that, in that group chat. a lot of talk, man. I don't know where my thing is. I would have played it myself, but yeah. I don't have the, the cable on me at the moment. Hang on one second. All right, let me see. Yeah. 
One second, one second. I think I got it. I even remember the man's name. Keith something his name, isn't it? Mm, something like that. You found it? I don't want to promote him. That's what it is. Yeah, don't promote him. Why are you finding his name? Just play the thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> You're there trying to, trying to name and shame. Just play the thing. I hear you. One second. All right. Have I found it? Have you got the volume up on the thing there? As normal. Yeah, the volume's up. All right. Um, did you, did you, I mean, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. Breathe and digest. You're 35 years old and you can look around and see the world. Mm -hmm. You don't tend to see higher earning men with average looking women off rip. If you do see them, they got them. They got their average looking woman when they were both really young and he built his way up. But a man earning the kind of money you're talking about does not go for an average looking woman. I mean, my body is not average, so. But your, ma'am, you please don't make me say it. <laughs> wow. Say what? I really just wanted some advice. I love your. Yeah, I'm giving you. I'm giving you advice, but you're not taking it. The I'm, advice is, ma'am, ma'am, you're average looking at best. Oh. I'm taking it in, but. Okay, but you're not accepting the fact that. Okay. Average looking women, average looking woman who's older, average looking older woman with a 13 year old son, average looking woman with a 13 year old son with a sketchy baby daddy. Oh, wow. He's going in. This gets worse every time I say something. And now you're asking for a man who's in the top 10% of men. You don't qualify for one. Ooh. This is what I'm saying, and you're making. I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't want to have to go there, but when you put in the, all these other factors, sorry, uh-huh. why can't you just get a man that's an average guy? Hmm. I'm gonna pause it there because I think that's enough. Um, okay, I didn't listen to all of it, you know. That's not even all of it. Like, I didn't listen. I listened to up to the bit where he just said list a list of things off, and then I stopped listening after that. Yeah, no. So, okay, let's go off the notion then. So, what, what did you want to talk about with regards to that? Because that's that is a topic. That is a topic. It's a topic on its own. Yeah. Mm. So, it's weird because <clears throat> he he made some points. Yeah, I think. Sorry, just before yeah. you go forward. Just going off the notion from what I read, yeah. did she herself call us herself average? Well, yeah, in here he asked her later on what what she would rate herself. Okay, and she said uh, five when she wakes up in the morning, six mm. after makeup. Six. Yeah, after makeup. Okay, so she's put herself in the average bracket yeah. herself. Yeah, right in the face. Yeah, it, only in the person uh, in the face. Yeah, and but, but she said she's got a good body. Yeah, I'm okay. not I'm not average in the body. Okay, but, but the face she thinks she's a six. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. This discourse, I didn't appreciate it because as much as he made points and some of the stuff he's saying is is 100% true, mm. yeah? When you get to a certain level, um, them men are not trying to... They are not trying to necessarily settle down with somebody who's already got children um, mm. and who has a sketchy... Um, uh, co-parent at that. Mm. They're not often... They're not seeking it. If it happens, it happens, but they're not seeking it. They're potentially going to be looking for, you know what they're looking for in the tense, in terms of but aesthetically pleasing and all the rest of it. Not always. Because she said six-figure guys. 
and six figure guys, I'm gonna say are gonna look for. So that's hundred thousand above. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna look for the finished article. It's weird because if you just go to seven figures or maybe eight figures, they want the simple, simple, simple. They simple. they might want the the person that that person is exactly describing. Potentially, you start seeing those billionaires, and you see their wives. They're not they're not stunners, but then also the wives have been with them since the, the cut. Not always. A lot of the time. No way. Some of them are, are finding their wives when they're really, really old. And they've just find one woman that has gone through their own experiences in life. And they just say, you know what? Me and you have done life already. Come, let us get married again still. Uh, no, that happens. But I would say that when you go to them billion, billion guys, if the if the wife or the partner, and it could be the other way around, is um average by standards, mm. you will tend to find that they have been together longer. Because what happens with, when you start accumulating massive amounts of wealth is your paranoia increases when it comes to relationships of course, of course, as well. Of course. What do you want me for? Yeah, what do you want me for? Exactly. What do you want me for? So, I mean, even if you look at it, I think it's Oprah and Stedman. They've been together from jump mm. for, for at least a very long time. A long time. Yeah. I don't think she was a billionaire obviously when she yeah. did. So, but yeah. he's not a catch. But, get, but again, Stedman's not ugly. I, I didn't say he's not I didn't say he's but, ugly. But I, I would put, if you're going to put them in the in the brackets that you're putting him look-wise, yeah. he'll probably be looked at, that's why I'm going to say they'll be putting him in the same bracket or he might even be put higher in the bracket. We got them. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm talking about if you're going by the yeah. social yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because yeah. Oprah wasn't there, everyone was going, Oprah was a stunt. That was not the one thing about Oprah, true, was it? True, true. So, um, yeah, so st- there's nothing wrong with Stedman and Oprah if you're going to look them aesthetically and say, look, ah, he's, she's out of his league. Fair enough. But I also think the dynamic is different when the woman is in the position of uh, money, yeah, I, I think that makes just because, um, as much as women care about the aesthetics of a man, they tend to, and I don't know if this is actually true or if this is again Walt Disney, um, they tend to place a greater onus on personality, um, and character, as well as the looks. Like, but I when they're rich, is that the same? I I think it's inherent almost. I I I find that a woman will give you a chance if she gets to see your personality. I think that a lot of women, in certain situations, are looking for, as I said, their their checklist, and one of them is if you're a good provider and your personality is somebody that doesn't look like they're gonna mess me about. Uh, I, I think those are the two biggest things. You're not gonna mess me about, and you're most likely a provider. I'm not asking you to provide for me, but I don't want to provide for you. So you need to be able to provide for yourself. No, there is that, but then Tyrone still gets sex. And yeah, but that's different. That's a raw animal energy. I want somebody to dick me down, but she's not necessarily gonna go and decide that if she wants to get married, that that's who she wants. I she wants you. somebody. That, and when I say provider, protect her then as yeah. well. No, no, because again, Tyrone is if somebody's coming to do something to Tyrone yeah. or her. Tyrone's there to back it in it. Mm, so mm. she wants somebody that can protect, um, provide, mm-hmm. and not mess around. Those are, I think I think the three main. If you just want to break them down into like big big chunks, yeah, those are the three things things that they're looking for. I hear that. So anyway, getting back to this video now. Well, I didn't... So he made some points and some of the points that he's saying are kind of... So you agree with him? Uh, to some degree, yes. Mm. To which points then? Um, About the uh, the attractiveness of profile from like okay. a, a rich man and a woman in that situation. Uh-huh. It's, it's terrible, but um, in, even in my life from secondary school, it's always been like, oh yeah, why would you get with a woman that's already got a child? Because... But many know, men do it though. Yeah, many men do it, but I don't know if it's because of our community or what have you. But it's it, so it accepted. It, it, no, but it all automatically spells trouble. 
if a woman has a child with somebody it doesn't in reality it isn't necessarily trouble but for us how it's been kind of indoctrinated into us is that in that situation there's going to be headache yeah i i I personally have that notion i wouldn't want to be with somebody that's got a child but it's got nothing to do with uh necessarily headache again if you anybody that listens to this podcast you hear me say very very often i'm a very selfish person yeah so if I now have to share my wife, my wife, or my girlfriend, or my this with somebody else, me Julie, I'm not doing it. Mm. So and people say, but no, but you, but you are. If I have to now make decisions on mm. my life mm-hmm. that now I have to split between another person, mm. not just my partner. Now I have to split my thing with another person. Then I, why would I want to do that to myself? Again, I always say the the you say I will use the extremes when I do with all these type yeah. of stuff. But let's say that I ever got a job in Dubai, yeah, and I said now nah, we all have to move to Dubai, and my, me that respects fatherhood, off like, really really respects fatherhood. I think I said this on the podcast yeah. before. I don't want to take a man's child away from him and go to, all the way to um no, to, to, to Dubai. You're right, and I also don't want to take the child away from the woman and tell her you have to leave your child in. in I will look at her. I she's prepared to leave her child in London and to go to, and to go to Dubai with me. And I also don't want to be away from my partner. To the point where we're now living in two different um, countries. But so it, then, it, for me, it don't make sense. Yeah, but what you're talking about is complication. Yeah, yeah. What, I don't want any of the complications that come along with having somebody that has another person involved and, in my and, relationship. And that is fine. What I'm saying is, we've been indoctrinated to saying that it's trouble. We've been told that it's trouble. You're gonna get headache. Yeah, I don't necessarily. There's some people that can't quite happily co-parent. Yeah, and they're quite fine. There's a lot of them that do it. But again, what what situation? Again, have they been through every situation that's tested that though? Well, they've been through the situations that have tested it. Yeah, well, but every situation. Yeah, you, no one goes through every situation. Yeah, exactly. So it can work for a certain time, but then you never know what's going to come forward. You never know what partner you're going to meet that could change the whole way that you think. Of course. And I don't want to. I don't want to have to have that notion of now having to add this extra person into my uh, my domain. I hear that, but that, again, that's the element that I agreed with with what he was saying. Okay. Yeah? Um, but I think my biggest problem was his delivery, man. Like, well, listen to that now. I don't know if it gets worse. Wait, let me just play the last piece. <laughs> no, uh, but I'm saying that because I don't want to uh, stay with that for before he's not playing the last piece. Yeah. What he's actually done now, Yeah. I think he was being quite diplomatic in the way he was trying to not open his mouth to say what he wanted to say. Because he was like, I don't want to say this. They called her average at best. Yeah, that, he didn't have to say it at best. He could have just said, I think that you're an average person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it was but he didn't want to say that. If you heard him at the beginning, he was like, you're making me say something I do not want to say. He's basically saying, take the hint. Why are you making me say something? I don't want to say, but because that means that for me, that means that clearly she didn't think she was average. Because I would have picked up from that from that from the very beginning that this guy doesn't think I'm not that. So why am I now pushing him to say it? I hear that, but she then later went on to say that she was average by, because, by yeah, saying did, she was a five. But did she do that because he put that in her brain that she's average? Um, did she think now if she comes and says I'm seven and an eight, he's gonna now destroy her by saying don't be stupid, you're not no damn seven and no no damn eight? Potentially, I, I bet you she's not telling her brain she's a five and a six. Um, I, I bet she's not telling the man that she may have been sleeping with last week or the week before or whatever that she's a five and a six but <laughs> again she she came to the forum and knew what the format of this forum was yeah, but maybe she thought she was better than the forum no but then if you do you, you kind of go through with that energy innit? you don't come on there and then like turn around and shrink you, you sometimes you do man sometimes you get stage fright bro I hear that but I don't know man she I don't know I didn't get that impression anyway okay so go ahead anyway, Karen. you want me to finish it I'll finish it then finish it alright we'll finish it sometimes I feel like um <laughs> in order to fully submit I have to feel like he's in well then you're gonna then you're gonna die alone how about that you, wow. right, let me just cut to the chase ma'am uh, you can feel like what you want to 
but women like you die alone. Wow. Straight up. Okay, that's that's harsh. Very harsh. No, that's the end of that video because it, was, it oh. was broken down into two pieces. But um, yeah, that's the end of that video. To tell somebody they're going to die alone is quite harsh. All right, here's the quen bit. This, it, uh, because you think you're better than the men that you qualify for. And the only reason, honestly, ma'am, that I can see a woman like yourself really thinking you deserve more is because you earn more because you earn more money than most people around you in North Carolina. But if your ass worked at the post office, you would not think so highly of your opportunities. He contradicting himself though in a bit. Hang on. And that's the reality. We don't men don't care about your money. Not the kind of men that you want. We don't care about your money. It ain't ours. We care about the fact that you are older and you got kids. Okay. And you're average. Can you hear the radio silence from her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your reality of your life has showed you that. But she might just be thinking. You don't have the kind of men that you want knocking on your door trying to find you. It's one of those because you think you're better than the men. Sorry, let me cut that. Yeah, you know what it is. It goes back to the football thing. In my in my game, we're going full circle again. Mm. He for me is when I remember I was asking you, do you think that when you're telling people to support a team that's constantly losing? Yeah, are you giving them a a, a loser's mentality? Yeah, he's pushing onto her a loser's mentality. Yeah, in a strange way. Yeah, but one that could be seen to be realistic. Yeah, but it's still a loser's mentality because there will be some men out there. That will be quite happy to date a woman that earns a lot of money, has a 13-year-old son, and may be seen to be average at best. Yeah. Because everyone's um, average is bespoke to everyone. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because there might be a man out But then, again, <clears throat> I don't know, because he doesn't know the men that she's referring to. He's just saying that she, she's just giving him a, a bracket in, in salary. Yeah. She doesn't say how he looks. Yeah, it's true. She hasn't added anything. Oh, we don't know because we haven't heard. But she had for me. She hasn't said that we look. She doesn't have said anything else. She's given a quite an open bracket of men. I want somebody that earns us six figures. Okay, she hasn't really said what he looks like. She hasn't said whether or not he needs to be in this shape or form or whatever. Uh, again, if she if she has, then I'm uh, sorry. Then obviously I haven't heard that. Hmm. But if you're just saying that you want somebody in that amount of figures, you can find someone. I don't think that you should have the losing mentality to say that you you, you can't. But my issue is. If you do find somebody that has less than six figures and they're good for you, why are you saying no to them? Because they own just because they own six, six figures. figures. Yeah, you turn into the person that you're that you're trying to to, yeah. uh, to avoid. Yeah. But he made a contradiction there by saying, "You think you're better than the people around you, the average people around you, because of the salary." But you're saying exactly the same thing about her to that that the men are doing. Yeah. She's she's behaving like the men. So the men's it's fine for the men to do that, but it's not fine for her not to do. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't it's, make any sense. It's to a me. bit mad. It's a bit mad. So either it's wrong or it's wrong. Yeah, it's again, it's for the likes, though, isn't it? It's for the likes and for the follows. And I just, I just didn't like the way he handled her. I think he believes what he said, though. Potentially, but I just didn't like the way he handles her. And I thought maybe we've got one of those um, misogynistic, toxic masculinity situations going on. And then I found another video of his. I'm gonna play this one. This one's really short. Mm. Uh, listen to this. This one. Um, you got a big dick, huh? You have a big dick. I mean, it's above average. I ain't no Ron Jeremy. No, 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 no. I asked you if you had a big dick. I just said it was above average. I don't know what that is, really. Uh, nigga, you know if you got a big dick or not. Stop the bullshit. Yeah, I've heard this one. I posted this as well. <laughs> Every dude know whether or not he got a big dick. I know I got a big dick. You don't know? I mean... You don't have a big I... dick. That's the point. You don't have a big dick. You don't have a big wallet. You're a, big, you're a fat dude. God damn. 
And you got a lot of nerve thinking you should get choosing signals at five foot ten and three hundred pounds, making less than a thousand dollars a month at twenty years old. And women should approach you. What they get? They don't even get a big dick. <laughs> what they get? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's and, that's, it, and that's then a he laughed. Though. Then he laughed. That's a massacre. But again, he's trying to be real. Yeah, and this is what kind of elayed me a little bit because I was like, he was still horrible to the other woman, mm. but. I he was worse to this one. I can see that it's not. He's not just one. It's not one sided. But again, that's a fallacy. What's that? Because we know bear man. Or then again, I don't know what the size of the dick is though. Mm. But we know bear man that w- will fit the description of maybe a large. Yeah. Don't earn that much money. Yeah. Don't really um, doing something with their life. That's getting girls. Yeah. Front and center. Yeah, it's true. So it's true. unless again, but we don't know what the size of the dick. <laughs> so, true. so he's 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 equating it to the, having a big dick. So yeah. I don't know. But um, I, but for you to actually see the man's penis, you have to get there somehow to see it. True. So he has to have done something for that for him to get to the point where his penis is being shown. Unless you're just dumping it in the DMs, what people do these days. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about these blunt delivery type people that just try and deliver things bluntly. I didn't get the impression that he was coming from a place of love. I didn't get the impression that he was trying to be uplifting towards the woman, and I, I was uncomfortable about. He that. definitely wasn't trying to be uplifting to the yeah. man. He was trying to put that man down. He was putting the man down or put him in his place. Yeah, and I feel like he was doing something similar to the woman as well. He's putting both of them in their place. He's what he's doing is putting you in your place. This is where you deserve to be, as don't, far as he's concerned. Yeah, don't think anything other, and for you to even think anything more than that, you are fooling yourself. And I think those that, that type of mentality is not is not is not beneficial to people. That's why I say black people as well, especially we have that mentality a lot of the time with a lot of things because we've always been told that we can't. We can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. We don't have this can mentality the same way that maybe white people do. So I don't really want to add to that by, by telling our people again, we can't do this, you can't have this man, you can't have that man. But I also want people to have realistic expectations about who and what the society is. Mm. So you can't be saying that you don't want this man and this man and that man at this type of salary. And then when you meet one, you're just dismissing them, expecting to get the other side. So I would have said something like that to her. If you're going to be dismissing man underneath this salary, mm. there's every possibility that men could be doing the exact same, same thing to, to you. you. Yeah, That's yeah. how I would have put it. All right? Yeah. So you need to think of it like that. If you think that you are, are average... Or like you, that's like you giving me that example that you feel like you're average and you feel like you don't want to deal with the average man, right? Mm. Why would somebody that's above average want to deal with you? What, what, why would you think that somebody else have, that, is, that has your mentality or you think or that should have the mentality that you have because you having that same notion won't think exactly the same way that you do? Mm. And maybe then you can start thinking, that's how I'd push her to maybe get into a point where she can say, you know what, maybe I should be looking at a broader range of person rather than just having that salary and being, and that's the thing that I need to care about the most. Somebody could be earning five figures and they could be like, I don't know, a thousand pound away from six figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you not going to dismiss him because of the five figures? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 again, that's, and this is kind of what made me feel like he wasn't trying to help because the things you've said here are still in the vein of reality. Mm. And again, the delivery, it's like, don't get me wrong, I know he needs a viral component to keep his show going, but mm. I don't see that you have to... And especially when somebody comes along and you can see that there is an element of fragility to them. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I don't. I get what you're saying, but then we also complain that people pussyfoot around. So it, what do you want? Do you want you want raw and uncut or do you want pussyfooting around? He could have been raw and uncut without the 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 opinionated comments in there as well because you're, you're average at best. At be- see, but again, the average at best thing was harsh. But the majority of the stuff that I think he was saying until you played the second video, yeah, I didn't see it as being that bad. I think he was being, again, he was trying to be um, diplomatic. 
and she wasn't allowing the, the, the diplomacy to continue because she wanted to nail him say the things that he wanted to say, which is fine because you've called up somebody to hear what they're trying to say. But he was trying to be diplomatic and be like, eh, you know, I don't really. And then she was like, well, well, well you know, I, I want to hear your opinion. So he told her opinion. I think you're average. But he should have said it in a, he could have said it in a nicer way. In a nicer way. He, to me, it just sounded like he was... Um Staff described him as a bully, and I yeah. think that's personally what he, well, he is. is which He's is a bully. A, yeah, which is a problem. He's, he basically gave her affectionate touching on her face, and he had Brillo pads on his fingertips. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He was just there scratching away at the makeup. It's just mad. It is a bit sad. Did you, did you hear about this thing about uh, Avorian Doe? No. All right, so Avorian Doe is an artist in the UK. She's a rapper, mm-hmm. up-and-coming rapper. She, she, she just came out of nowhere from what I... I remember that she had that beef with that girl... Renee or something online, mm-hmm. some girl in the UK, there was some foolishness going around where the girl was trying to beat her up or something. Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to get into it because I think it's nonsensical. But anyway, here or there, um, she's now become an MC and I think she's actually trying to go somewhere. Mm. Now, apparently she uh, she was on Twitter the other day um, talking about um, a contract that she has signed with uh, the guy that owns Radar Radio. Okay. Oh. Uh, who just so happens to be my Ashley's son. Juicy. So apparently she's saying that he and her had like a, a deal. I don't know what it was, what type of deal it was, but they had like a form of uh, agreement mm. that I think that he basically is going to help her get a record deal. Mm. And then once she gets a record deal, he would obviously take some of the, the takings of the money or blah, blah, blah. The money. Because he's helping her get this deal. Mm. Now, apparently she wanted to then, she had a manager that was working in for, for him. Yeah. And then he sacked that manager from the company mm. she really liked the manager so she went out of her way to then go and contact the manager and say I still want you to manage me because I liked you I had a relationship with you yeah. so because she did that apparently he then decided that um, it wasn't in his, in his best interest to obviously have this person that he's removed from his company as her manager apparently she must have been bullying somebody or some foolishness like that he didn't sound right the reason why they got rid of her basically uh-huh. so anyway so then he decided to do something that um, he's not not becoming uncommon I'm reading these days, he decided to trademark her name. <gasps> so now he owns her, her trademark name. Oh, God. Which is, I think, something we really discussed. Remember that when we said yeah. that somebody did that with the receipts and whatever. Yeah. So he's trademarked her name. So she came online like, this guy's trademarked my name. I've been trying to get away from him. But every time I try to get away from him, there's, he put something, some clause in my contracts that showed me that I can't. Yeah. And basically, she, you know, he's offered money to try and do certain things. She's trying to refuse the money because she's obviously she knows that whatever she takes from him now is going to leave her more in debt. Yeah. So she's now in a position now in a situation where she's basically stuck with this guy. Um, she's quite young. I don't know. She's probably in the early twenties at most. Mm. Um, but again, it's another music industry situation where somebody signed a contract, and the contract is bad. When do you think we're ever going to get out of this situation where these artists are now longer, you know, now finally going to be in a position where they're not signing contracts that's going to hold them forever? We're going to, we will get to that point and that position when abject poverty stops them from flying at the money that's coming. Do you think that it's always the poverty situation? It's always because the money comes through for somebody who hasn't had any money. They don't think in terms of expenses they think in terms of i didn't have the money mm. this is what i can now do with this money they don't think they they hear 50 grand they don't hear 50 grand minus expenses yeah they hear 50 grand 
And it's like, okay, with that 50 grand, I can do this for my mum or not. Or I can do this for this. I can do that for that. I can do that for that. And that's what they hear. They don't hear, what does this 50 grand actually mean? Yeah, what does it entail? What does it entail? How, the studio time. Mm. Is that something that I have to re-up on? Or yeah, exactly. Is that, is that, is that, the is a word that people need to learn in the music industry. Exactly. So it's like all of those things. Like, yeah, when it comes to distribution of my music, who's putting these things on the streams for me? Like, When you're buying me a chain, is that coming out of my budget? My, yes. Uh, is is that car you bought for me? Is that coming out of my advance? <laughs> like all these types of things you don't really clock. They I, think they're giving you as a gift, but it's actually you paying for it. It's, and then my videos, like, is it yeah. all coming out of the out of the yeah. advance that you gave me? The, like you said, I got two million advance, but then when I actually got the money, I suddenly it's minus two. I owe you two million. Yep. Because what happened there? Again, these are things that we need to take into consideration. I, I'll bring it up because it go, it goes back to the discussion we was having last week with Dave, about Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And I want to add some more uh, colour to that. Yeah. I, I heard that word the other day, add colour to it. <laughs> so um, the reason why I, I, I want to bring it up is actually, I think I, I want to actually try and find the, um, the, the, list, the list that I've, I've found ever. So basically going off from last week, what we said last week was that uh, Dave Chappelle, um, basically um, the Chappelle show is... Uh, was going to be streamed on Netflix and um, that was uh, cancelled because Netflix said that they, uh, well, sorry, Dave Chappelle said that he wasn't happy with it. Felt uncomfortable. Because Netflix. Um, because HBO. No, Netflix. Okay. Netflix got it from whoever. Yeah. But Comedy Central, who had not paid, who are not paying him for every time he gets streamed. Streamed, yeah, he gets no royalties. Just talk for a minute while I find this. Yeah, so he gets no royalties um, when the show airs or when the show is streamed. So he says to Netflix, oh, I'm not comfortable with it um, and I'd appreciate it if this didn't air. Somehow Netflix have agreed and they haven't put the material out there. I don't know if there's a an additional contract clause that goes with that where he has to now give exclusive material to Netflix. I don't know what that side of the thing looks like, but this is kind of the deal that he's etched out for himself. Um, so we've got a creative who is taking control of his content in a very real way. Um, okay. Go yeah, ahead. Which he has, right? Yeah. But we know, or we, we discussed last week about Dave Chappelle, innit? Yeah. And we one of the things we said, well, we know he's got money. Mm. Right. So today I was watching uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Have you watched that before? Yes, I've seen it before. So Everybody Loves Raymond is one of my favorite TV programs. It's a very funny sitcom. Mm. It's by Raymond Romano. Um, and it's about him, his mum, his mum's obsessed with him, his dad, his wife and his brother. That's basically the characters, yeah? Mm-hmm. It was a show that was probably going for about six, seven seasons, I don't know. But yeah. Quite long like that. But um, it was one of America's big big shows that used to come out, right? Yeah. yeah. So, again, liking it to somebody like Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. um, again, I think he used to be one of the writers of the show. He kind of owned the show, right? For yeah. the Chappelle show? Yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about Ray Romano. Okay, yeah, he owned it. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. He owned it and he used to write it. Again, yeah. it's his show. Yeah. Let's use, you still use Jerry Seinfeld as another example, yeah? Yeah. Again, one of the person, Jerry Seinfeld, that's his show. Yep. He used to write it with somebody called uh, Larry David. Yep. They both owned the show. Yep. I think they were both executive producers of the show. Yep. They both made very good contract deals about the show and per episode what they were getting paid for the show. Yeah. So I think they got like a, I don't think they got lump sums or whatever. They just got paid per episode. I don't yep. know. Yep. Or maybe they did as well as being paid per episode. Mm-hmm. But I think in the case of Jerry yeah. and probably in the case of Ray Morano, yeah. they have some rights to the show. Yeah. So if they sell, they sell the show to somebody else, yeah. You earn money from it, yeah. Which is different from Friends, yeah. I don't think the three guys and Friends own the show, so when Friends get sold off to somebody else, maybe they may get a portion from it. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I don't think they own the show. Yeah. All right. So 
This is why maybe people need to understand why Dave Chappelle is a bit annoyed. The top 20 richest comedians in the world, right? Yeah. I'm not going to go through all of them. But number 20 is Ray Morano, mm-hmm. right? He has $130 million. Mm-hmm. That's what he's roughly worth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the majority of that comes from everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. He was getting 1.5, no, 1.35 million per episode. Yeah. At, at his peak. Yeah. And then I think now whenever somebody then, because I think he was the owner when of the show. someone streams it or replays it. He now gets money from it. How much does he get roughly? Huh? How much? Do you know how much he gets? I don't know how much okay. he gets, but again, yeah. his top 20 is yeah. on 130 million. Yeah. Right? He hasn't really done anything after that. He does. He done some voiceovers for Disney. Yeah. And he was in the new um, Scorsese film. Yeah. Um, the the uh, the Irishman. He mm-hmm. was in that. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see him in anything else. He's, he's earning money off Ray, basically. Yeah. Uh, the one that surprised me actually is number nineteen, Rowan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Again, I think he owns Mr. Bean. Yeah. hundred and thirty million. Yeah. Because he owns the rights to Mr. Bean. Mm-hmm. He wrote it. He done it. Everything is him. He's obviously got films as well out. But he owns Mr. Beans, I believe. And I think that's where he gets a lot of money from because they show it in America and all these places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to see if, uh, but The Office as well, he's not in the top 20, mm-hmm. but I'll be interested to see how much money he earns from The Office because, again, that's something that gets sold all around the world. Who, Mr. Bean? No. Um, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Okay. Again, you've got uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. He's on 130 million, but the, again, you know why. Then he's got a couple others. Steve Harvey's in there. He's number 16 at 140 million. Again, I think he owns his... He writes to his show. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why he's made a lot of money. Bill Murray's in there. Kevin Hart's in there. Again, Kevin Hart owns most of the stuff that he does. Yes. It's all for his heart. Kevin Hart production. Correct. And all that stuff. Again, he earns that money. Correct. Like, uh, all that stuff. I think the ones that he was on bet and um, all that type of stuff. Again, he was earning money for. Yeah. But anyway, let's just skip past it. Skip, 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 skip. So I want people to understand, again, that these are shows that you see on things like Comedy Central, because uh, that's why I see Ray on Comedy Central, on BBC Four, I mean Channel Four, Dave. In, in the UK, <laughs> yeah, Dave, yeah, that type of yeah. stuff in the UK, uh, all that type of stuff. That's the reason why you um you see them all over the place because they're always getting bought. As you always see Friends on on, on Netflix, yeah. you can watch it everywhere. Yeah. Now, Dave Chappelle's being streamed on on other shows and all this type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So let's get to Larry David again. I remember I explained to you, Derek, Larry David used yeah, to write yeah. Seinfeld. He yeah. also got writes Kirby or Fusilum. Yeah. Right again. I think he owns part of it. He's co-created alongside Jerry Seinfeld. So I believe he owns a part of it. Mm -hmm. If not a little bit, I don't know. He's worth, he comes in at number six. Mm -hmm. He's worth 400 million. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Larry David is worth 400 million. If you saw Larry David in the street, Rick, you know he is? No. Exactly. But anyway. Yeah. All right. He's very, if you met him, if you saw his face, you know who he is forever. Okay. He's one of those people that you saw him. That's Larry David. Yeah. All right. Ellen, 450 million. Again, mm-hmm. I believe she probably owns the right for the Ellen show. Yeah. But I'm going to go skip. Okay. No, in fact, I'm not because these are the ones that I want to know. Matt Stone. Who? Matt Stone. Exactly. Who does South Park. Yeah. He owns the rights to South Park. He's one of the co-creators of South Park. Right? Yeah. 500 million. And they put him under the comedian tab. He's the, the comedians. Okay, go on. Trey Parker. Again. The other person that owns South Park. Yeah. 500 million. They're four on four, four on uh, three, so basically they're saying. Yeah. Number two, Matt Groening. He the, was Sim- uh, Simpsons. So we got the person okay. that did Simpsons, okay. creator of the Simpsons. Again, five hundred million. So even if they don't own it, they're all the creators of these programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Number two. All right. So as I said, Dave Chappelle, he wrote everything. Yeah. Or no, he co-wrote everything. Mm-hmm. Same way these guys co-wrote everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was his show. Mm-hmm. It's called the Chappelle Show. Mm-hmm. He should own the rights. Mm-hmm. If he did own the rights, and it's been on Netflix, mm-hmm. it's been on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. it's been on all these other avenues. I think Hulu. They said it was on. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of others, right? Mm-hmm. This is why this man is vexed, because Jerry Seinfeld 
who's very similar in this situation. Again, Southford is showed all over the world. Mm-hmm. $950 million. Mm-hmm. That's how much he's worth. He's almost worth a billion. Mm-hmm. So he has every right to now feel a bit of a way. Mm-hmm. People are saying he's a millionaire, he shouldn't feel a way. He has every right. Mm-hmm. To feel away about that, I'm not getting paid every time that thing streams. I'm not. I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel away, but this comes down to contracts. It does, but I'm saying now that I'm t- showing you the levels of how much yeah, money yeah, people yeah, are earning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, right? Of course, from these rights that they have for their of shows, course. you can see why somebody like Dave Chappelle can feel that type of way about. Not I know. I understand. Before. I can understand why he would feel aggrieved. But again, it just comes down to when you were saying to me, uh, um, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Larry David, and um, Romano, in my mind, I was just thinking, these are three Jewish people. They probably have... I don't think Ray Romano's Jewish. They probably have a Jewish... Italian. They probably have a lawyer in their family. Potentially. And th- that's part of the reason. It's access to lawyers. So forget the Jewish part. It's access to lawyers is more the point that I'm making. Maybe, or I don't think they maybe might have been the, the same dire straight situation as maybe you said. Maybe they had good families, had a good background. I know Larry David, his whole life is... If you ever watched Sanford, you know George, yeah? No, I, I don't, don't watch Cypher. I, I, I don't watch it enough to know the characters. Okay, George is the one, that little fat one with the glasses. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. meant to be Larry David. Okay. So basically, Sanford is written about like the whole of, of Sanford is Sanford in it. So a bit of it is going to be his life. Mm-hmm. But the whole of George and a lot of the stories that's all wacky and mad are based on Larry David's life. Mm-hmm. Like they, they just said one time, Larry David just had so many stories about what happened to him <laughs> like when he was growing up. They said, just, we should write this down. Mm. That's how Sanford came. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah? Yeah. So, he potentially had a family that would be able to help him in some way. I don't think he's ever broke. Yeah, if that it, made any sense. It's access to lawyers. That's what. That's when you were saying it to me. I was just listening to the list, and Steve Harvey being where he was in the list. Um, I was. I, I'm not going to say I was a little bit surprised. He's not. He does so much. The Steve Harvey show was massive. Yeah. Then he does all the prices right and all that type of stuff. Of as course. Well. Yeah. And I don't know if that under his production companies either. Yeah, but then uh, I I can see that uh, he strikes me as. A businessman. Mm. Then he's got the thing with Facebook as well. I, I don't find him funny as a comedian, but he is funny, bro. I, I, I think he, he he strikes me as a businessman. So with him, I I was like, oh, he's up there in the list. Cool. In the book as well. Don't forget the yeah, book. Yeah, the book. Well, yeah, and as in well. the films as well. Kevin Hart, I wasn't surprised about because I know he owns his production. He was very. He had a point where he was very um big on owning the 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 rights to your stuff. Well, we think well, not we, but a lot of people think that in the end he might be the one that's, that earns the most. Well, yes, because um. He's got how many shows that are out already, and people will restream those at some point. He hasn't got many TV shows. He's got films though, and he's got he's got the the, the TV shows he's actually got is the um how many has he got real, real wise of 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 Hollywood uh, real wise of, of of whatever it is yeah of Hollywood. Then he has the he's got a real husbands of Hollywood. That's it. Five stand ups, isn't it? He got all those stand ups. Yeah, that can that, it'll make money from the stand ups. Yeah, he's got. He's also makes money from the ticket sales. He's the, he's one of the first comedians to ever sell out a stadium. Like yeah. an actual football stadium. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's doing a three sixty. Yeah. So he, but he, well, it's not three hundred and sixty because it's him. No? He's on, he owns all of it, doesn't he? But, but yeah, and so then he got the films, and he got all the this that, and the other. So potentially they think that he, at the end, depending on if he keeps going, could end up being the one that might have end up having a lot more money. Well, Seinfeld has gone clear, bro. Yes. Seinfeld thing is mad, but then the amount of times that that program has been rerun and pushed and pushed and rerun and pushed and pushed and rerun. Yeah. But wouldn't you expect somebody like Dave Chappelle to be somewhere around that? I would you expect him to be at, well, maybe he's at the hundred million pound mark because I remember Netflix gave him sixty million just for the for the shows that he did. Yeah. Or no, maybe they, no. Comedy Central were gonna give him sixty million for the Chappelle show. Yeah, and he that's the one that he, he turned down. That turned down. But would he have got 
I don't know. I don't know where he is now. I need to see where he where he'd be now. How much his net worth is now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In fact, let me. This is while we're talking. Let me find out his net worth. Uh, I'm feeling like um, he's now strategy wise going to be kind of the master of his own basin going forward. So he he is going to be. Do you get what I'm saying to you? So it's the content that he's putting out. Is now. Mm, his net worth is fifty million. Yeah, but it's the content that he's putting out now that will be part of this portfolio of going forward. Yeah, ro- royalties going forward. And Unless Netflix own his rights to this, which I really hope he doesn't own, because then you can't really blame him the, anymore. Well, yeah, because then he's done it again. Mm. Um, the only other thing that maybe might happen out of this is um, the potential for Netflix to approach Comedy Central to buy the rights for the Chappelle show and potentially split it with him. I don't know. No, not going to happen. I don't think so either. But, but they I, bought anyway and they said they're not going to show it. That's not how it works, is it? Mm. No, they bought the rights to, to show, show it. But, show it. But I mean... No, they're never going to write the rights off. No, there's yeah. no way that Comedy Central is ever going to give away those rights. Yeah. Why bad. would you do it? It's, it's like, okay, going off this, um, we're going to end in a minute as well. There's also There was also another battle in the course that happened just not long ago. Who's that? With, um, I think, did I mention it last week as well? Um, that singer man <sighs> white singer uh, one that everybody's like very clean type American type singer you all know the one that Kanye called said uh, I don't want I, I'm sorry that um, Taylor Swift Taylor Swift yeah the same thing happened with Taylor Swift I can't remember if I spoke about this last week or not where she all of her rights got sold for all of her albums and now she's redoing all the albums again okay so when she say redoing them like as in re-singing all the albums again so that she can do it under... Uh, yeah, but she wanted to buy the rights off the person that owned it yeah. and he refused to sell it to her and then sold it to a different company now. Oh, yeah. So it's it's happening, man. It happens, it, it happens everywhere. So it's not just a, a black thing. It's not, yeah, no, I, I'm not, I, I don't think it's a colour thing. I think it's access to lawyers and mm. contracts. It's about... But again, that was might be somebody you would expect to have access to, co- to lawyers. But Who? she... Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. I don't know. She or, looks like one of those people that's got their lily white families that would potentially have somewhere to, to, to ask those questions too but then again she might be from one of those very very poor American countries I don't know I don't know her background enough but mm. again the guy sold her rights for some stupid amount of millions like 300 400 million he'd done himself a disservice might even be might even be more than that because uh, her her songs play a lot in adverts and stuff and they have to pay for that as well you get royalties mm. out of that too I don't know man it's a lot bruv it's, it, own your intellectual property as much as you can Mm, that's the only way you can do it, man. As much as you can. Uh, what did they call it when you when you have your musical things? It's the, they say they've got your um, raping publishing. You, raping your records. <laughs> that's what they call it. We're going to take your publishing. We're going to take your royalties. We're going to take your merchandise. We'll be raping you, raping you, raping you records. Let me see. Let me see if I can find out how much it was sold for. It, if it's 300 million, that's not... Um, I, I wouldn't say that's a, a, a wild amount. Cause Taylor Swift, yeah, it's three hundred million. Cause Taylor Swift had, um, she she had a season, didn't she? She Taylor Swift is one of the biggest recording artists in the world. That's what but I'm saying. But the fact is, three hundred million for doing nothing is three hundred million. Or for the person who sold it, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Three hundred million for doing nothing is three hundred million. I hear that. Regardless, for real. Anyway, we're gonna end this podcast now. Yeah, yeah, it was nice having a conversation with you, brother. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else out there is gonna understand the conversation we just had, or they're gonna be like, hey, "These man are just chatting," but that's what we got for you. <laughs> Big up yourself for listening. All right. So anyway, um, I'll do my outro first. Of uh-huh. yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm Big Wahala. At Big Wahala on Insta. I'm Big Wahala on Twitter. Um, I got a recommendation. I watched this show, the whole eight episodes in two days. Oh. It's called Industry. Okay. All right. So it is a 
program that is um, HBO BBC. Mm-hmm. So you can watch all episodes on um, iPlayer mm-hmm. or Sky. Watch it through uh, Sky, or whatever through iPlayer. Um, and it's about um, the, uh, a group of graduates that are starting on a trading floor. Oh, nice! Oh, I saw some article about this, but I didn't. I didn't get to the show. I think Lena Durham is part of it. Okay, yeah. Um, she she part of the writing or whatever. It is. Uh, it is very very odd. Okay, the show is good. Yeah, there's a lot of sex in the show. Okay, so people take that into mind. There's full full nudity and all that type of stuff going on in the show. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of drugs being taken in the show. Yeah. Lot of drugs. Representative, go on. But the show is quite interesting. Yeah. As I said, I watched it in two days. Mm. Um, I find it to be. Um, I, I find that I want to talk to a woman about the show. Yeah, because there's certain things that happen in the show that I would like to have a woman's opinion on. Right, and see what they would have. Because there's there's a particular storyline that I think splits the, of the opinion of anybody that watches it. Right. So okay. when somebody does watch it, I want to see what they believe to happen in this opinion. What comes out of it? Yeah. yeah. What they believe. What they what where they are in in their opinion of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's very interesting discussion and that happens or the very interesting thing that happens. But yeah, I quite I kind of liked it. As I said, it's on BBC. Give it a try. It's good industry. Okay. Nice yeah. One. So again, that's at Big Hello on Twitter. Big Hello on Insta. See this thing. One question for you quickly. Sorry. For uh, how long? How long are the um, episodes? They are about an hour. Cut. Just under an hour. Eight hours. That's a whole day. It'll be like fifty minutes. I watched f- like four episodes or five episodes in one night. Okay. And then um I went to sleep really late. Night. I went to sleep about three a.m. or something like that. And then uh, I watched the next um the next episodes the next day. Okay, sounds like it's gripping enough to hold you that long. Mm-hmm. So oh. yeah, check it out. Um, at Simple Simon FB on Twitter. I don't have Instagrams. My rec today is um, a Gollywood film. It's a, that is the Ghanaian. I don't know what you're doing with this Gollywood film. You're watching, bro. film industry. I'm not gonna lie to you. This one's good though. Mm. Um, it's called Gold Coast Lounge. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've, it was actually released this year. Really good film. Mm? Okay. Um, it's it's interesting to see like production quality. I thought production quality was quite good. Okay. Um, it wasn't that usual story of Juju. Well, there was. Some of that, but it's not the usual story of Juju and all them kind of stuff and crazy effects. This was like a, a proper effort, a, a, a real kind of like film. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was um shot in sepia, or is that is that it? Monochrome sepia. I think it was sepia. Um, which gave gave it a little bit of an artisty okay. feel or whatever. Really good film, about two hours long. As African films are, yeah, but it was quite good. I don't want to spoil it. That's why I'm not telling. Fair enough, no problem. What would it take? So say the name of the film again. Uh, Gold Coast Lounge. Okay, cool. So definitely take a, a look at that one. Um, I enjoyed that one immensely. So okay, cool. It was good. Ghana, <laughs> Ghana, stand up. Minchi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So collectively, you can catch us at ESN um, Podcast uh, Gmail dot com if you want to email or at GSM Podcast on Instagram. Oh, sorry, yeah, at GSM. Just to say GSM. Yes, you did at ESN Podcast. Yeah, at Gmail dot com. If you wanted to get in contact with us via email, plug at ESN Podcast on all your socials. If you want to get in contact with us via socials, plug. Um, if you, there's anything you want to discuss about maybe what we had in this episode or you want to abuse the others for not being here and leaving us to our own devices, you can do that. If you support football teams and you're saying that what we're saying is a load of rubbish and what we're talking about, all of this religion and all this malarkey is a load of rubbish, you can get back to us on that too. Gaza. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Simple Simon because he came on the ESN radio this week. Oh, so if you can get a chance to listen to the, uh, the ESN radio uh, podcast as well, that I think was one of the best ones we've done. It was it, exciting. It was very fun. It was very fun, and I think a lot of people that like dancehall, bashment, and raga, 
um, would find it entertaining. So try that as well. Yes. Yes. All so. right. So, yeah. Latest people. And remember, if you ain't saying nothing, say it well. Peace. Latest. Slag for life. We usually still play some music at the end, innit? Yeah. Peace out, man. You've got something to play. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I hear you, man. Peace. Real good. <laughs>